now all right we're we're recording audio all right racism pause guys stop yeah. doing the racism <laughs> and uh I refuse john um <laughs> i'm incapable <laughs> we are we are ready to uh hit that shit hit that shit so we're not supposed to talk over this part of the podcast. I mean, you do anyways so every time because yeah, you think it's funny. Be totally quiet while the theme song plays, which is probably like obvious to most people, but uh, some people just don't. They don't process that. Anyway, you guys aren't stupid. I get it. I get it. I don't need to remind you not to talk over this part. No. It's not a very good intro, anyway. You know, frankly. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 95. It is the 10th hey, of Mike, June, Hey, Mike, sorry, really quickly, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> cool. I just, I We're wanted to check, again. though. I, <laughs> um, we are doing a pod tonight, right? Yeah, we are. Um, okay. Could you tell me the details about that pod? Well, it's it's gonna like be like what day it is. Is, is it a pod number? that's different from this one? I don't understand. Yeah, is there a different? It, is it an unusual pod? This one? Uh, well, it's, is it it's, not our usual Friday pod? Uh huh. Um, Are you hearing voices right now? You seem a little, uh, you know, distanced from yourself and the people, you know, the your loved ones. I am my handlers. Yeah, I'm surrounded by uh, CIA agents with guns pointed at my head. You just can't see them uh-huh. off cam camera. Where's your hat? Uh, I way. don't want to wear that because it's extremely hot. If you put it on, I'd interrupt you less. That's not going to happen. It Anyways. will. I guarantee you. <laughs> I, I you wear just, the tinfoil hat and I know, will stop I, interrupting you. I will just you. mute you at this point. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, anyways, it is uh, the, the 10th of June, 2022, as I tried to say earlier. I am your host, Michael Deebs. That's what I was trying to ask you. Or am I? Um. I am joined by co-host Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at DankTheLuz. Also joined by John the Producer from the Instagram handle at NobodyCares because he doesn't post anything to it anyways. And uh, we are joined by special guests uh, at Schizotopia.pod. Is that correct? Is it Schizotopia.pod? That is correct. That is correct. correct. All right, cool. And then uh, at Mr. Underscore Danzens, uh, we, we have Maxwell Cody and uh, Brad Danzens joining us uh, today. Um, starting with uh, Brad, our special boy, uh, how, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just a normal oh. Friday night for me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I haven't been online as much, but yeah. Uh, Life's life's moving along. I'm handling it pretty well, I think. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I can't believe that we have Alexander Dugan on the podcast. <laughs> this is incredible. Joker pilled Alexander Dugan. Uh, cool. And uh, Max, uh, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, I see you're hanging out at uh, Little St. James with your girlfriend, uh, Dasha. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. With, I'm here with my girlfriend on Juggalo Island. We're having a great time. It's way. It's too. It's too hot out here for a shirt. So. I'm yeah, just I'm drinking I'm drinking plus, in the sun. The, the As you can see, really I don't get much of it. Around here, do they? <laughs> doing sex, it. sex. Well, cool. Uh, John, John, how are you doing? Uh, I'm 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 doing great. I'm definitely uh, not 
also doing a live chat for my OnlyFans right now. That's an interesting thing to bring up if you're not doing it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, that makes me think that that's what you are doing. The listener may uh, may not know this. Are you just linking to this? John is... He doesn't have his video off entirely. We can see his background, yeah, but yeah, he John, himself is missing. John apparently yeah. left his camera on uh, overnight, filming himself spreading his asshole open or something. And we've uh, all been there. Yeah, and, and because yeah. of that, his his uh, battery is depleted. Um, God, are we just shock jocks? Should we have fart like noises? That. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, John, um, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, but uh, today is a very special day for you, is it not? Uh, yeah. It, it's uh, it's the day that reminds me that I I, I still exist yeah. and that uh, life is pain. So, so yeah, it's your it's your birthday. Um. This very day is your birthday, and I put together something a little special for you. I, I hope you don't mind. I kind of went all out. Uh, okay. I I had a very special person, uh, who who I think you you I remember you telling me that you were a huge fan of this guy. Um, and it okay. turns out he's got one of those like little uh cameo things cameo. set up. Mm. Yeah. Joe uh, Rogan. So I I had him uh record singing happy birthday to you i hope you don't mind uh but um, i'm just okay. gonna go ahead and drop uh drop the audio of that real quick uh if that's okay uh yeah sure go for it happy birthday to you happy oh my birthday God, jesus to you. Happy birthday my fucking ears on the producer <laughs> <birthday to> <laughs> Uh, sorry that was so loud on your end, John. Um, was that was that Obama? It, oh, it was no, Obama. It was, that was it, it, Barack it was, Hussein Obama. Yeah, yeah. be Hussein. It, 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 it wasn't it wasn't too too uh, too uh, loud. It's just that uh, waking nightmares were uh, seeping in through my ears, which oh, is okay. kind of painful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you should get used to that. Honestly. I gotta hand it to old yeah. to old B. Obama. He speaks English pretty well for a Kenyan guy. That's um. true. That's true. Y'all remember that uh, that Simpsons episode where Krusty the Clown is uh, entertaining the troops? Yeah, uh, and it's it's going real poorly, and he 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 makes the Saddam Hussein more like so damn insane. Yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that for eight years when Obama was president. Every morning, and I, I couldn't morning. stop thinking about it. <laughs> Watch that clip. Uh, Carly, Carly in the chat says, "Happy birthday, John, the producer." So you know, do we still love- allow women in the chat? We we almost exclusively allow women in the chat. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never on the podcast though. Uh, no, well we we've done it, but it's very tokenized, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Dorian, how are you? How are you doing today? Well, you misnamed me. First off, oh, D- Danko Suvin from um, the Instagram handle at Dank Deluz, uh and nobody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> well, I don't know how to how to broach this uh, uh, politely. Okay. Well, do it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make this dramatic. Yeah. Okay. But it's something we do need to touch on. I did something which to is you, that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, so at least you're willing to admit that you did 
the thing that you did. The knowing smile on my face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, ladies, this is the problem with men, right? Is they always know they did something wrong, but they're never willing to admit what it is that they did in detail. See, I can tell he can read my mind right now that he did something terrible to me, but he's not willing to say what it is, is he? I'll, I'll say what it is. Yeah, go I ahead. Re- I, I dare recommended you. a movie to you. I actually recommended it to Max before we uh, oh. started as well. Uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a film by Netflix called Interceptor. Is that, is that what we're referring to? Yes. Would you like to give some thoughts on Interceptor? I would like to give some thoughts on Interceptor. Um, first off, it's a, a dope-ass movie about a girl boss. Uh, I can say that much. Um, real gas and, queen uh, energy. It has intense gas queen energy. Uh, right, but there's one line. Steve uh, queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. So, um, okay, good. Where do, where do we even fucking start? The beginning. So, at the beginning, yeah. I don't know that the movie starts at the beginning. It's frankly, weird that the Joker um, paint face guy is the most rational person in the room right now. Well, no, he he just wants to do that weird shit where he like he says a new uh, kind of background story every five minutes. Yeah. So he wants to start at the beginning for a reason. Um, you want to know how I got this movie? So there's um, there's a quote in the film. Yeah, uh, that I feel like really ends up uh, it, it, it consolidates it all. Hold on. Um, let me let me just make sure I have it right. So the way he says it, the villain of this film uh, is he says, well, he, he he mispronounces it in a weird way, too, but I, I don't pronounce Latin well, so I, I can't criticize that but he says something to the tune of excitus acta probat yeah <clears throat> no sorry i got that wrong excitus actum probat is what he says which is wrong and it's been haunting me but what that what that phrase means and what what it sh- what shines light on the rest of the film is uh it's actually the uh family motto of george washington and it means essentially the ends justify the means. Yep. Right. Um, except he he does something bizarre here with his uh, his butchering of Latin, where he says the ends justify the mean. The singular act uh, justif- is justified by the multiple ends, uh, and that has been infuriating to me for no fucking reason. Uh, That's but not the even point the worst is part of the movie. No, but it also is right. It exemplifies how bad it, all of this movie is and how it lazy does it is. Something where where they try to do a couple of like intellectual nods to things and and they fuck it up. Right, and, and the whole thing and, is just and, a confusing mess. Wait, why did you recommend this movie to me? Oh, because it's I a mess. Hate you. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. Um, there's a. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. So. <laughs> There is a there's a Bruce Willis movie Ooh. that I just forgot the name of. It's one of his like geezer teasers that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the uh, like where, films that he's just making now. Yeah, it's a movie that he's in for like three seconds to say a couple lines, he, and then he's done like, now, him walking but... away. 
Hey, he had brain a damage stroke now. or whatever, right? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, dumb brains. He got dumb brains now. That's just what happens. But but one of these movies, it is a play on a uh, a story by Chaucer, the Pardoner's Tale, and that's always been extremely tragic to me because yeah. it's a really cool story. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is that someone that thinks they're way smarter than they are decided it would be cool and transgressive for him to make a shitty action movie that was actually dumb and bad, but other people would get it, right? Because he's actually really smart, right? right. So he's going to do the partner's tale and he's going to reference it instead of a Bruce Willis movie and everyone's going to love it. I thought the same thing was happening here to some degree, and I still haven't made up my mind. Because there's another, again, Chaucer story about Chanticleer the cock. Hmm. It's about a chicken yeah. who <laughs> runs around <laughs> misquoting Latin all the time. And he sucks cock. He's awful. Anyway, um, but I really, I, I, I can't make up my mind about whether or not this movie thinks it's smart. It is definitely the, thinks the, it's smart. The short and long of it. Definitely I don't know if that's true. I, I, I'm still me, not, uh, I haven't made up my mind. Before we go too deep into the weeds on this, because we got other things to move on to, but um, let me okay, get really quickly before you do. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> Speak your truth. <laughs> That's my mission tonight: is to be as much of a nightmare as I can. Uh, that was last week, but anyway. uh, this, this is a roll now. It's 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 all my weeks now. Um, but uh, so it does. It, I, I agree. It does <clears throat> think it's smarter than it is. But how how many layers does it have is my actual question, right? Where, yeah, the Latin exists there for a reason. The Latin exists there because it thinks it's smarter than it is. I think that's hard to avoid. But did they get it wrong on purpose? No. Absolutely Shit sounds not. gay. That's my end review. <laughs> Four out yeah. of five stars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, I highly recommend uh, everybody watch Interceptor. It is... Uh, <laughs> It is the the dog's ass of a movie. Um, like I, I know I say that sometimes about others. Is it, I, I okay. thought Morbius was rock bottom. Uh, this is it no? When you say it's a dog's ass of a movie, do you mean it's awesomely bad? Like it's so bad it's fun, or it's just bad? It's it's so bad that Dorian has been threatening to kill me all day. That <laughs> is true. It. I, so What's I, new, I, I he watch things constantly, and I also threaten his life constantly, <laughs> yeah. but. It's it's the worst medium. Like it's not the happy medium, it's the unhappy medium, right? Yeah. Where it's right between being so bad that it's funny and being so bad it's unwatchable. Right. Like parts of it are funny. What's funny? Oh my move god. Again? Did move you again? really do that? In- Interceptor. It's called Interceptor. Interceptor. It sounds uh, it like is, it's right crust in between stuff there. pizza. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it's grotesque to, to consume. Like yeah, you new, take a bite of it and start stretching. It came, out, it came out this year? Yeah, it, it came did. out like a, a, a week ago was when it uh, oh. appeared on Netflix. I do not understand. Uh, okay, Netflix makes bad movies. Everyone's yeah. aware of that, obviously, right? Like, if you've ever seen a Netflix movie, it's a bad movie. But Interceptor is, I'm shocked that it's a Netflix movie. Mm. I'm shocked that they put in the effort. But it's it only an hour thirty-six, so you're getting worked up over a movie. So much that's... longer. 
that is actually actually for once pretty uh, pretty normal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got a it's got a reasonable uh, runtime. That's the only good thing we could say about it. Probably. <laughs> I, I watched it at work today, and it still felt unmanageably long, mm-hmm. and like I had to focus on it. it was... Have you guys ever seen Samurai Cop? Yes. Yeah. See, okay. So when I say awesomely bad movie, Samurai Cops yeah. probably one like probably my favorite awesomely bad movie ever. Because yes, it's a terrible movie, and yes, it's completely incompetent, and yes, to like every bad thing you could possibly say about a movie, but yeah. it's so inadvertently funny that it's almost sublime, right? It's kind of the same thing with like uh, the room. Everybody loves the room, but I think that one's a little bit better known. Um, or my other favorite awesomely bad movie is uh, Miami Connection, where you know it's about a, a, um, a taekwondo gang that has to take out cocaine dealing ninjas, like this type that's of a, shit. Like that's a yes. really fucking good one. <laughs> and it was made by an actual like taekwondo dojo. They're like trying to make you know trying to make a, a, a they're trying their hardest to make a good movie um, that would promote taekwondo or whatever but that's the sincerity is what makes it good right but there's yeah. a lot of movies a lot of bad movies especially ones you're going to find on prime or netflix or something they're just bad because they're just lazy they're just yeah. like they just phoned it in it was just a job for these people and it's it's not good enough to be a good movie and it's not bad enough to be entertaining and that kind of shit that's the worst that's the worst thing a movie can be that's that's exactly the problem here is that it's both and neither Mm. It's such a confusing film where, yeah, yeah, it's, it has funding behind it. Right, 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 right. It has some amount of effort in terms of like the camera work is bad, but it's not offensive most of the time. Like you don't have boom mics and shit floating around. Yeah, it's competent, Um, but that's it. It's competent, right? And sometimes it extends above or below competence. Like, I I think there are a few weird shots of, like, the ceiling and shit during fight scenes that aren't, like, angled. It's bizarre. Did did this movie's release, like, coincide right when Netflix's stock tanked and then they set up yeah, yeah, no, I wish. Uh, But, so, one one scene of it really sticks in my mind uh, in terms of quality control, which is you can essentially tell nowadays if a movie is going to be good or not by whether or not it uses squibs, which is my way of saying that no movie's good. There aren't any good movies anymore. Uh, but in do, this do you mean digitally one, animated squibs instead of the proper like right, loaded squibs into the... versus yeah versus the actual ones okay, okay. Uh, you know loaded up in your shirt this movie somehow at least in the scene that i can remember in my head right now and has been haunting me uses neither it, they use actual so, blood <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they shoot them their at deaths <laughs> no but but there's there's a scene where uh our uh our protagonist who was this inexplicably spanish woman she grew up in spain i get it because she was a military brat but has like this thick spanish accent as if she's been in spain all her life it's a, a nightmare uh she's been knocked on the ground and she has a gun and then the bad uh, a bad guy lady a bad lady stands up and is going to kill her and she picks up her gun and she fires it a bunch 
And because there are no squibs, digital or otherwise, you can't tell what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Like you just she, think she, she just, just missed a weirdly. thousand yeah, times. It's a terrible shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She like empties a clip on this woman and it's just like, oh, she's just retarded now. <laughs> yeah. She's just kind of like, it's like nothing happens around. Yeah. And then she dies. And yeah. it's like, oh, she got surprised by the bullets. Um, so, anyway, um, so. <laughs> anyways, watch yeah. Interceptor. It's the, the worst so good. film that's ever been made. Uh, Sorry, right. we I'm haven't in. even said the plot. Mike, do you want to do that? Well, yeah, I was going to try to no, do I that, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> You're going to make me watch this terrible movie. I can at least, uh, you can at least let me keep some. Well, some no, 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 I'll surprise. give you a synopsis. Yeah. Like, like you, you Mike, if you, if you put a... on your stupid fucking hat, I'll stop interrupting you. That's not like going to happen anyways. I, I, know, I told this you. Is, this is goalpost moving in like 101, right? You know, I put on the hat and then you keep interrupting me. It's like, I, I would never shirt, I'll stop post. interrupting you. Well, if you yeah. uh, rub your nipples Go on hole. camera, I'll stop interrupting yeah. you. It's always going to be a, a new goalpost that I have to meet. I'm not going to fall for Is it. Is that something you don't want? Anyways, synopsis of the plot of Interceptor. Uh, there, there are two bases on the, uh, on the Pacific uh, seaboard that are... Uh, charged with carrying out uh, interceptor missiles for nuclear strikes uh, launched by Russia. Um, the, these interceptor missiles stop the nukes from, from reaching the U.S. This is all, like, exposition given in the first, like, 30 seconds of the movie. Um, and then it goes into, like, just this dramatic thing about how there's only 12 minutes for these, these stations to respond, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, basically, a, a terrorist organization has... Uh, has infiltrated the military and taken over both of these bases, but they didn't plan for one thing, which is a female protagonist who's just inexplicably badass for some reason. There's also a weird subplot about how she, uh, she like filed a complaint against her old, uh, 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 commanding officer. Can Um, I, can I, Talk about that really quickly, and then I we mean, can fucking move to. on. Probably, I guess. Because she comes somebody. Is that what this is? I'm guessing that he does. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, a, it's a legitimate complaint, but also it's like way too yeah. ingrained in the story in a way that doesn't make sense. Right, and that's that's all the details. Weirdly, like we uh, we were talking in the chat before this about how Morbius was like a uh, essentially just a montage. Uh, because right. nothing connected to anything else. Uh, but this movie tries so hard to make everyone's story, apart from the bad guy, as far as I remember, like I remember him saying his shit about his dad, but everything else is, it, it just floats off oh, into yeah, space the, the as far as I know. The bad guy is woke, um, but uh, also wants yeah. to nuke the entire U.S., yeah, well, it's like what we've been saying about <laughs> villains. That's pretty fucking. Oh, woke, so he's dude. a liberal. That's pretty woke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like what we've been saying about villains on this podcast for a long time. Where like the only way to make a villain like actually bad in the viewer's eyes nowadays, because society is so fucked and stupid, is by making him like suddenly I don't know fuck kids to death with bombs. Yeah, or something. Otherwise, it's just like oh, he's a bad guy because he doesn't like the way things are working. Like everyone. Oh, fuck. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, every, every part of the movie is so ingrained into everything else, uh, especially this weird subplot that she has about the fact that she got, like, sexually harassed by this guy, which, again, like, potentially a, a, a good subplot to have and to, like, turn into this, this you know, 
I think Th the mistake could is be making movie, right. Yeah, the mistake is making it a subplot when that could just be like its own entire thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, like that, I think that is a mistake by the, by the terrorist guy, like for no reason. Yeah, yeah. it's that you. Get I think the real mistake. Too, yeah, is they is they expose uh, this fact about her, which is supposed to be the shameful, weird thing that she got sexually harassed and like she also had some half naked Instagram pictures. Um, that that they they show you all of this stuff and then they say they don't even they show you all this stuff in in a way that that says you should think this is sexy. That's the uncomfortable weird thing about the movie. Like she, the way that she exposes her, uh, <laughs> the way that she exposes her co is uh, is by you know she has a wire on her right. And the way that they show the audience that this has happened is she runs into the bathroom, she sits down on the toilet, and she rips open her shirt to show yeah. this, like, lacy bra with with a bunch of wires in it, right? <laughs> oh, no. And, and, the whole, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole movie's full of that shit where it's just like, don't you dare think this woman is uh, is horny in a problematic way, but also... <laughs> This whole movie is about you thinking this woman is horny in a weird, violent way. Yeah, yeah, I got, the, uh, I got a sucks. lot of those vibes. From it. All right, um, let's let's yeah. move on from Interceptor. Watch it. Uh, uh, if you, if you uh, the listener watch it, you're you're allowed to uh, send me a, uh, a a review on Instagram um, or hate messages on Instagram. You should send me hate messages on Instagram. That'd be funny. You're okay, you're but what if someone loves it? What if someone loves it? They want to thank you. Send me a message. You're glad to send me a message. Okay, great. Well, no, they can still send me now. a message, and then I'll call them a dork ass nerd. All right, uh, we have the um, we have the main topic of tonight's podcast, which is conspiracies. Uh, there, there's currently we're, a, we're doing a podcast tonight. We are doing a podcast tonight. I can hope so. I didn't paint my face for nothing. <laughs> you know, at first I thought that was a filter, and uh, I'm I'm genuinely impressed that you really put the fucking clown makeup on. I, it's in my beard too. Yeah, I can, I can see that now. It, it, that's the more a you moved around, the more you moved around, I was like, oh, that's not a fucking filter at all. That's, oh, that's, that's real. It's flawed just enough. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, January sixth, uh, uh, twenty twenty one was a was a weird time for everybody, I guess. And uh, now, now we're finally getting around to the the hearings of uh, what happened on January sixth. Um, Wait, what you, happened on January 6th? Did something happen so, that day? Uh, Patriots failed their mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Antifa, dude. Antifa. Yeah, a bunch of anti Antifa. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of Antifa warriors dressed up as uh, Native Americans threw some tea off the side of a boat, I think, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Founded this great nation, January 6th. We all remember. <laughs> yeah. nope. Never forget. So we all celebrate our independence day. January Is it 6th. called Freedom Day or some shit? Uh, it's now? Ashley Babbitt Day, I think I've seen thrown around. Um, there was oh. an attempt to turn 9 11 into Patriot Day, which I think was yeah. one of the, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Um, now it's, it's on some calendar still. Why we're in Afghanistan and Iraq Day, but we're not even in those anymore. So, <laughs> gonna have to find a new name for that. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, what are what are those like Victory in the Pacific Day or whatever the fuck? It's V Day on V E Day, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to have those for Afghanistan and Iraq. 
they're just they're not they're just like defeat afghanistan day (laughs) (laughs) there's like uh around this year we sort of just stopped spending (laughs) as much money well victory victory in iraq day would just be whenever uh bush had that big uh mission accomplished yeah that's actually what i was thinking too we'll call it mission that was may 2003 (laughs) (laughs) and and victory in (laughs) afghanistan day would just be the video uh, the the day that that video was taken of that man falling off of the uh, the airplane. <laughs> oh God, last August. Uh, uh, that seems like. Why is everyone ago. laughing at that? That's that's not. Oh, I mean, I mean that's August. a funny yeah, suggestion. No, that's is, is what it was. Not. Why not, do you? Not, no, I I think we should honor him. I don't know why yeah. everyone's being like this. Yeah, I get it. Thank wow. you. Well, um. I guess it's like the last us, victim of 9-11, if you think about it. You, know, <laughs> you should be added to the 9-11 yeah. memorial. Just like, just a little sticky note at the bottom. <laughs> guy fell off your The asterisk. Oh yeah, this guy too. As the last victim of 9-11. Yeah. It's like a shitty printout of the picture of him falling. <laughs> Arrow pointing I, yeah. this guy as well. Yeah. There was 9 11 and there's long 9 11. It's like long COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all we're still suffering from long 9 11. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's some people who kept suffering from long 9 11. Yeah. Anyone that's ever gone on a flight since then? S- since 9 11? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I get you gotta it. Take your shoes yeah. off and shit now. This is you can't just walk back to the gates. Yeah. yeah that's you the most can't... bullshit. Yeah, you can't just like hang out with your family by the plane before it takes off. I can't just walk into an okay. airport and go directly to the bar now. I have to have a reason to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember what, what airplanes were like in the 90s. And it I showed. do remember that. Yeah, that I was, do. It was a free for all. My ruled. first ride was in 01. To go to. I think uh, it was June 01 was my first airplane ride. Mm. And then my second airplane ride was after 9 11, and it was bullshit. Yeah, where'd you yeah. go? They changed so what much. What were you seeing? I was leaving boot camp. Yeah, I know. Or, it was a joke. Um, home. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Like um, a dope. Uh, so, so we have uh, we got to go back to January sixth, guys. We really devolved. Oh, here. sorry. No, it's okay. Don't don't apologize on this podcast. This is this is normally <laughs> okay. how it goes. I'll That's why I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, no so, apologies. So, uh, we have Liz Cheney, uh, who's who's an integral part of the the committee for January sixth and everything bad that happened because of, of the big lie that that was perpetrated on January sixth. Um, she she gives this heartfelt opening statement. Yeah. We we're not going to watch it because we're going to running low on time, I think. Uh, and and we really don't need to see this demon spawn talk uh, because this is obviously uh, the the daughter of Dick Cheney. Um, the guy who lied us into Iraq. Uh, so, so that, that sucks. Um, go ahead and go to the uh, next link here, John. All righty. You know, if, if Liz Cheney and her father were there on January 6th, more than just Babbitt would have died. Yeah. Freedom died. <laughs> Freedom died that day. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Liz Cheney uh, infamously uh, defended birthers. Uh, I, I alluded to the birther movement earlier when we were talking about Barack Obama. Uh, that was a joke on my part. Um, 
But Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney defended birthers. Yeah, she she defended birthers a, a long time ago, back when she was no. a more cool Republican. Um, so so you know, uh, so, somebody who who's uh, going to spend a lot of time talking about the big lie that happened on January sixth, um, was an integral part of uh playing an advisory role during the Iraq War and getting us involved in the Iraq War. Uh, and then also uh, defended birthers. Um, mm. John, if you would like to go to the next link. Do you remember who uh, funded a lot of that? Uh, was it Soros? It was uh, President Donald John Tavius Trump. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge fucking financer of the birther movement. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, which is interesting. And uh, now they've parted ways because... Uh, you know, so so the thing that I was going to bring up there in, in the, the, the grand scheme of conspiracies, uh, you have the lie around Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, and then you have uh, the lie around January 6th and uh, the the catastrophic death toll of Iraq and Afghanistan uh, versus like, I don't know, a couple of cops and some morons died on January 6th. And um Redundant, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, somebody shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk, which I still maintain is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, like, when we when we compare these two lies, uh, you know, like, what Liz Cheney being able to rehabilitate herself in this way is now like a, a, a beacon of truth in some ways. Is complete fucking bullshit. Um, I, I hold hold on because I I have not been following this at all. It, Liz Cheney is saying that January sixth is bad. Yes, the MAGA people did this. They're right. not the they're not real Republicans. That's she's doing the Mitt Romney thing. She essentially, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, because I think that I think like with Mitt Romney, I, I think his like anti-Trump stance. Uh, was completely cynical. He's just betting that the MAGA thing will go away and then oh, he absolutely. can come back and say, yeah, I, I'm the good type of Republican. The funny thing is, like, I think that's what Ted Cruz was banking on, too. And I think Ted Cruz didn't sure. think that Trump was going to win. That's why the boldest thing Cruz ever did was, you know, not endorse Trump at the um, RNC back in 2016. But then later, he, when he saw that Trump probably was going to win, he recanted. John, um, could you look up uh, Ted Cruz phone banking for Trump? Yeah. Did he actually? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's the funniest image if you've never seen it. Uh, I've never seen that. I, I shared a photo in the Discord of uh, the old lady uh, at the Capitol Six riots, and just so everyone knows, after the hearing the other day, um, she got tried, and uh, she was put to death. She's dead. So uh, Capitol <laughs> Memo oh, was executed. <laughs> All right, um, so, so we've got uh, we've got the uh, the sad Ted Cruz here. This is yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one the guy from the office. <laughs> I know it's a I know it's like a very cliche thing to say, but I feel like people do forget, and so it just always has to be repeated. But it's the it, politics is a very cynical game, and people are always just hedging their bets. Yeah, and I feel like if people just reminded themselves of that more, they wouldn't have to get so upset about this stuff, right? Because, right, Liz Cheney was a birther when that was cool and that was like the Tea Party thing to do. or what, That was a way to get the Tea Party riled up, whatever it is they were doing back then. And yep. now she's like, eh, this MAGA thing might be going south. Time to um, jump ship and say it was a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, and, and what's the uh, picture that uh, Brad sent to the, uh, oh, the, the, old, the old gal? 
Yeah, I was just John, John. If you could please bring that up for the for the audience. Come um, on, John. Yeah, get on it. But it, it, you know, it's it's so scary. Uh, that's, that's not the picture. Uh, no, go into the yeah, chat. That didn't work. Are you a producer? <laughs> Are you a producer? John, what just look up thing? January sixth, old lady. Yeah, that's worry. literally what I did. Max, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> were you dude. saying something? Go or. Never mind. You're oh yeah, Chuck, there Chuck she is. Um, I just want to like with conspiracy theories. I mean, I want to say uh, even though I'm a conspiracy <laughs> connoisseur and I used to be like just balls deep in every conspiracy theory you could possibly imagine, uh, I do want to say that 90% of conspiracy theories are fan fictions written by a very specific type of disillusioned person. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is yeah. that is 90% of conspiracy theories. But then the people who actually utilize conspiracy theories are just people who are doing it for completely cynical reasons. And actually, I didn't know this about Liz Cheney, actually, but this is like a great example. When the unhinged like birther shit was popular, she was endorsing that conspiracy theory. And then now that, um, you know, years later, now that this like the movement that that helped spawn, because I think Kind of the sequel to the Tea Party. I mean, that's yeah. Trump. That's how his yeah, start on Twitter and everything. Now that that's going south, she's going to endorse another conspiracy theory that January sixth was was like an actual uh, coup attempt or something like that, um, in order to get out of it. So I guess she's come full circle. Lizards give birth to lizards. Lizard Cheney. That's actually what Liz is short for. <laughs> 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 was that First anti-Semitic or <laughs> I don't know? <laughs> now it is. Was now it is because I brought it. <laughs> yeah, it is now. It is now. Um, cool. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and go to uh the the uh the link that uh after yeah there we go. Um, so this was a surprising statistic to me. Uh, it turns out only fifteen percent of Americans believe that Satan worship <laughs> Satan worshiping <laughs> pedophiles run the government. So 85% of people are in the dark. Well, yeah. That's, that's the How do you define Satanist? Because, you know, I, well, see, I would I, I would answer this question. See, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think this is the, the, the error that's being made in this uh this polling is, is that uh, that there Moloch are like seven is, or eight confounding. Exactly. Variables. It's Moloch. Yeah, Moloch isn't actually Satan. Satan. Uh, he's a demon. Uh so demon worshiping uh pedophiles around the government. And a lot of us believe that it's just pedophiles uh, running finance and government, not necessarily media. Some people think that it's Satan worshiping, uh, just Satan worshippers running only the government. Right. Some people it's, think there's it's a lot of ways to cut this cake. Media. There's a lot of ways to cut this cake. Yeah. yeah. There's. Do you, do you all remember the um, the savings and trust scandal of the eighties? I, I was John not alive McCain. during most of that. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was a baby, but uh, it was a big deal during the 80s. John McCain got caught up in it. They were, like, moving money around in really shady ways and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like a pyramid scheme. And then it ended up being tied to a, a very small Satanist um, organization within the Air Force of oh, high-ranking uh, yeah, it was high-ranking officers, and then it was also, um, I think it was like some intelligence guys, uh, but they were kind of fueling the, oh, yeah, these guys have access to airplanes and uh, everything else. They're just taking kids and doing whatever, Lolita expressing them. But um, And it was around off at Air Force Base, which is considered, it's the uh, 
the doomsday Air Force Base for the president to fall back to. Mm-hmm. So everything cra- crashes around. So, yeah, these doomsday Satanist wor- worshipers were caught in money laundering with John McCain and <laughs> kind of alluded to kid stealing. So I guess it's kidnapping. It's, uh, are you are you talking about? I think it's something different, but it's something that has a lot of overlap. Uh, there's there was the Franklin credit scandal which was a uh, essentially like a credit union kind of set up that also was doing uh, child kidnapping. Uh, I think it's that, like, yes. Yeah, yes. I, I wasn't aware of all those details, but I believe them. Uh, so either these are very similar things that happen a bunch, surprise, <laughs> um, or they're- Money or laundering they're pedophiles. Thing, a lot of information uh, kind of backing it up. But yeah, the Franklin credit scandal, check it out. It is a fucking nightmare. It's really cool. And it's uh, real. It's real. It's a thing that no one can argue is fake. It's documented, gavel-banged real. Another another interesting thing that, that I found while I was uh, putting some links together for this is um, in Germany, there was a state-sponsored program for a while uh, the, that... Uh, there was a psychologist. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, but if you look up uh, Germany state sponsored pedophile foster homes, it'll come up. Um, huh. But uh, yeah, Germ- Germany had this state sponsored program that was run by a pretty wackadoo uh, psychologist where uh, they were putting young boys in foster care of uh, known pedophiles. And... You know where I heard about this? Come town. Oh, well. Sorry to bring it up another podcast, but no, no, it's fine. We we talk about that sometimes here. It's an important thing. Yeah, yeah. No, come town is the best way to find all of your pedophile conspiracy news. Uh, I'm not even kidding. It's true. Yeah. So uh, that that first there article is, yeah. going on. Um. So yeah, sometimes sometimes the government do be doing pedophilia. Uh, What's the experiment? What were they testing? I I don't to know. It was it was something along the lines of like testing whether or not um you know the, these, these pedophile guys were like actually just searching for like a meaningful connection with a younger man like a son sort of relationship um and and obviously it wasn't that it just turns out they're pedophiles would uh, you call this like a nester type relationship yeah yeah nester uh uh fuck what's his name uh Matt uh Gates Gates Gates's uh, wow. assistant slash son yeah. I, I can't imagine what the rationale would be. But well, maybe what a serial rapist really wants is just a wife, you know. So like, if we just give them like, a mail order bride, that'll like fix the problem I mean, or that, something. That's unironic incel like uh, <laughs> belief. Right? That's, actual, that's some actual incel ideology. <laughs> there's that. There's this one Why guy on Twitter. Rape so much. If we just got them wives that they could rape. Yeah, there's a uh, Noah Berlatsky. Uh, I, he's now private on Twitter, or actually, he may not be, but he's a part of a big organization that advocates that pedophiles should be to help them not offend. They should be one given childlike real dolls so they can offend on those, uh, and that stuff like sex offender registry is unconstitutional and just pl- places a stigma on them. When there's just normal people that want to fuck their childlike real dolls. Perfectly normal behavior for... Perfectly normal. Yeah. 
fucking and it's like holy shit john is here yeah john's been here the whole time yeah he's just been quiet because he gets nervous around uh uh shirtless men and jokers beautiful shirtless men (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay uh go go ahead and go to the uh to the next link um uh, that, that would one, be yep. this one. Uh so so uh <laughs> no. we, we alluded to it earlier, but uh we're uh, getting to it, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna roll the sleeves. We we, we identified in, the error in the in the in the previous <laughs> poll that you know only fifteen percent of people uh think that Satan worshiping pedophiles run the government. Um again, the error is that Moloch is a demon, not not Satan. Uh and and uh there's this thing called the Bohemian Grove, which uh, a bunch of yeah. uh, presidents have been caught at, uh, seen at, uh, and, and participated in. Uh, right here, I, I believe this is uh, Reagan and Nixon. Um, Famously, where the Manhattan Project was started and thought of. Yeah, the, the Manhattan Pro- Project, was, which has done nothing bad for the world uh, yeah. to date. Um so, uh, you know, a, a lot of presidents have been seen here, a lot of other uh, prominent politicians. And uh, basically what this is, it's a weirdo sex cult uh, that that uh, has a big shrine to Moloch in the middle of it. Um, and, and you know, each, every time a politician is caught at one of these things, they just go, ah, we're just having some fun. But <laughs> that's oh, we're is. just out in the woods. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, because the Bohemian Grove, what it used to be is they would say, well, yeah, Bohemian Grove, it's just, uh, yeah, whatever. It's just a social club. It's just a meeting of the mind. It's not anything weird. Until back in the day, Alex Jones hid out in the woods for however yep. long it took. He 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 <laughs> marine snipered his way <laughs> through the woods to film this and film them doing some actual weird Moloch shit. Yep. And so they couldn't deny that there was there was some there was some at least um symbolic uh, occult shit going on at, at this meeting. <laughs> There's um, or I'm sorry. Say, say what you want about the guy. He he actually did blow the lid off this thing so so i remember i i've been following bohemian grove for a long time um and around 2003 is when i saw the video but one of the people that were like there's obviously staff and you know uh servants for the ultra rich and whatever there um had an undercover camera and they were videotaping them like the day-to-day what goes on but then they also the same thing as alex jones were able to get a clip of the ritual whatever they were doing at night at the big owl statue so uh yeah oh small world uh i got into a genealogy app uh i'm six cousins with old dick nixon there (laughs) (laughs) that's why i brought this up because i I wanted you to to actually answer and respond to your association with him Mm. So you have the lizard blood too. Cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh Dorian, you look like you wanted to say something or no? You good? Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 stuck. So there there is there is a long historical uh kind of trajectory towards this kind of thing where it's just rich nerds like yeah. to play dress up yeah uh some of them are like genuine believers in weird shit it's like the woman who does the spirit kitchen or the spirit cooking stuff 
What was that? No. There, there's a woman that does like performance art pieces, but it's called like spirit cooking or spirit something. And it's just also big symbolic rituals that they get rich and famous people to attend where they act like they're eating a person. There's a cake made of a person and there's actually a person's head at the top. Uh, Abramovic, yeah. I believe is her name. Yeah. You should put that on that uh, that fucking Netflix show. Is it cake or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I, I do think that I, I brought this up a couple times before. I do think that elites, um, wealthy people, they like to sort of stand in front of historical trends and find ways to take credit for them. Um, and I think that is a lot of what these like big, whether it's like Davos or Bohemian Grove or um, Bilderbergers or whatever, I think they like to to stand up and say, you know, we're the ones who are creating a cashless society. We're the ones who are doing the Manhattan Project when really like all of these things were kind of in motion anyway um via capitalism or whatever and they, they right. like to stand there and take credit for it because they don't really have anything else to do no for sure. uh, but also I, go ahead sorry before i forget i do want to say about like the whole uh pedophilia is like a mental illness or something because that's something i've been back and forth about where um i understand you know there are actual theories about how you could be chemically imbalanced and this could make you a pedophile or, or prone to it or this sort of thing. However, what stands out to me is where do you find the pedos? Often you find them in the elite, right? Like there is some truth to this. We find it in yep. whether it's like the Catholic church or it's Epstein or it's these other like rich and powerful people. And it kind of makes me think that it really is a class thing where if you're a person of means, uh, you think you're sort of above the law and, and what is there for, you know, what, what is the one thing that money can't buy or, you know, you normally, you, you normally can't have. And that kind of makes me think that it is just a, it, it is just, it's just a power fetish. It's not some kind of like chemical imbalance or, 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 or mental illness or something like that. No, I, I think, I think you're pretty much right on there. And I, I would agree with you on that where, yeah, I mean that. That's why like uh, moderately affluent people go somewhere like Thailand, where uh, child prostitution is is uh, more prevalent, uh, mm -hmm. because they're you know they've got this little taste of power. They don't feel quite comfortable exercising it at home, and so they go to some place where they can run a little bit more free and do whatever they want and get away with that sort of thing. I mean, that's that's kind of like the entire appeal of even something like Las Vegas, where, you know, everything stays in Vegas, um, where you get, you know, again, this is less moderately wealthy people who are taking a little vacation to this place for a weekend or something like that. And, you know, getting away with doing whatever they want. And I, yeah. you know, I've, I've gone to Vegas before and, and my like big thrill was being able to get drunk in, uh, in, in the middle of the street and do whatever, you know, like do, do some, do some LSD and get away with it. Yeah. I mean, what's new except for I was in the middle of the street. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's all this, this kind of like power fantasy that, that derives from, you know, people who uh, get a little bit of wealth. Uh, to their name and and they're not fulfilled by anything else so they they try to find some weird way to like express that power i guess once you have everything what is the most taboo and the most hedonistic thing that you could have and that's right. what they they go for 
Yeah. They go for what money can't really buy them. <clears throat> Which is my mother's love. Um, money by silence, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, go ahead and go to the next link. Um, so uh, we, we we mentioned it before, but uh, we'll, we'll look at a couple of prominent names here on this list. Uh, scroll down a little bit, but this is a uh, people who flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Hell yeah! Um, Oprah, Oprah's husband, Gail, <laughs> Oprah's oh, okay. mom, Oprah's boyfriend. No, no, it's down just a little <laughs> bit there, John. Uh, there we go. Uh, so, so this isn't the the complete list, but this is a, a couple of notable names that that flew on it. Uh, you have Donald J. Trump, uh, who uh, uh, lots of people report, uh, you know, going backstage during um, uh, like Miss America pageants with 16 year old girl girls in the changing room. Yeah, Bill. Clinton, there was that uh, there was that Howard Stern thing about him literally drilling holes in the wall to look at little girls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, noted pervert Donald J. Trump. Uh, you got Bill Clinton, who like is just a weird guy. Um, Kevin. Spacey. He never did anything gross to women, though. Yeah, he never did anything yeah, gross never. to women. Um, I, I, to me, never to abuse me. positions of power. <laughs> um, the, the the one that stands out on that list to me the most is Kevin Spacey, especially because of House of Cards, um, where he's playing a version of Bill Clinton, like mm -hmm. pretty pretty direct, yeah. you know, inspiration from Bill and Hillary Clinton, well, and it's all about how he would love this and doing all this like weird bisexual stuff. And there's also a Bohemian Grove episode where yeah. he goes and uh, does a little Moloch ritual. He, he really and committed I, to the character, would you say? I, and he was actually hanging out with Bill Clinton and going to fucking Epstein Island with him and all this shit. And I normally, I hate the predictive programming stuff. I feel like it's just a new form of, it's like the, it's like shamanism for the digital age and any motherfucker can find whatever they want in any program. Right. Um, but there is something genuinely creepy about his betrayal of Frank Underwood in House of Cards and how and his relationship with Bill Clinton and everything we know about Epstein and all, you know, and, and the Clintons and, and all this other shit. And it's like he really is rubbing it in your face. Do you it remember? Really is, yeah. yeah. Do you remember about a year or so after he first got outed that video he released on Christmas? Yes, I do. The yes, thing. I do. That was the weirdest fucking thing. He yeah. he released some video where he was unofficially acting like Frank Underwood. Yeah, he's in character, right. definitely. Yeah, and yeah. he's just I mean, yeah. I I don't I don't believe in the predictive programming stuff around like, you know, if you fold a dollar bill in a 3000 different ways, you get a CGI <laughs> yeah, yeah, Satan yeah, yeah. on top yeah. of the twin towers. Uh, but in in terms of these things that are tightly controlled by a series of like idiot human beings, like Did Dorian cut out? The deep what state is, took him out, dude. Yeah. He, was just about to, he was just about to blow the yeah. deep state. Took I, him out. You guys didn't I see always the black find that... bag go over the fox's head, did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he put the filter on. Um, Chris Tucker's what? always the one that sticks out to me. It's like, come on, man. Would you have to approve of that? <laughs> just just yeah. come on, man. Yeah, Jackie wasn't on that shit. Yeah. yeah Jackie was on that shit. <laughs> Well, I think an another notable thing that sticks out to me about Kevin Spacey is uh, he famously had to retract from public life because he uh, sexually abused a minor. Um, 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what he got. That's what he got um, outed about. Right? right. Publicly, he was doing that. Well, that, that's that how like he. A... That's actually how he came out. Was uh, uh, they 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 accused him of sexually abusing a minor that was a male, and he said, "Yep, Rain, you're, rainbow you guys shield. Are right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gay." Uh, and it's like, yeah, we're we're ignoring a couple oh. of major issues here. He made it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Look remember, at the, the the peasants coming kill the gay man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember the meme? The meme was a Kevin Spacey Pokemon, and it said, uh, "Kevin Spacey uses rainbow shield. It's not effective." <laughs> 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 so, uh, Dorian Dorian appears to be back. Did did uh, you want to say a couple more things, Dorian, or? I'm calling Spectrum right now, actually. I'm going to yell at people. Okay. No, don't yeah. yell at the people. It's not yeah, their you fault. you do that. I'm not going to yell at them. I'm just going to ask them what's going on. Uh, he's he's going to the Spectrum offices right now with a beep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so other, other names on this list, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Prince Andrew, uh, who famously doesn't sweat, and that's that's his defense for whether or not he had sex with uh, one of uh, Epstein's teenage girl uh, concubines. Uh, uh, what a British thing to say. I know, right? Well, actually, I don't sweat, so possibly... Uh, you think I sweat like a commoner? <laughs> right. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who sucks. Uh, I don't know anything about violence, violinist Itzhak uh, Perlman, but I'm sure he's not a cool guy either. I mean, I, I will say, I will say, I don't think everyone necessarily who flew with him, because the other thing is Epstein was obsessed with wooing anyone who he saw as being smart or having power. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily, I don't not, you know, I don't necessarily think that it, it means that they all were actually like pedos or something like that. But, but the other thing is like the people who we know are like confirmed sex offenders who were like hanging out. <laughs> On going to the island with him, I feel like if that is pretty fucking telling. Yeah, no, for for sure. Uh, U.S. Senator John Glenn and former Senate Majority Leader George Mitchell. Um, you can actually, uh, John, go ahead and go to the next link. Um, again, not not everybody on oh. this list is a pedophile, but uh, there's Jesus. this uh, there's this fun website called <laughs> Epstein'sBlackBook.com, and uh, you can look at all of the passenger manifests of of the flights that he recorded. Actually, um, and, and, uh, speaking of predictive programming, the one guy, you know how they always say, like, you know, Simpsons predicts the future, and most of those are stupid. Yeah, who actually was predicting the future with Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy, like all the people he calls out. A lot of them all got fucking outed later. So like he yeah, called out true. Kevin Spacey on Family that's right, Guy. That's right, he did. He called out the uh, what's his name, the LA dude. I can't remember his name. The really bad dude, the the film producer guy. Why can't remember? His name. Oh, Weinstein. 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 He called out Weinstein. He called all these people, dude, and he, it was all true. Yeah. Who's no, it? I mean, Courtney Love called out Weinstein almost twenty years ago at like an award ceremony. It's, it's a real shame he didn't call them out on a better show so that like people paid attention, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all the bros watch Family Guy. I mean, you can't say Family Guy wasn't yeah, popular. Yeah, but they're not gonna like care about that. They're not gonna pick up on it. They'll just be like, "Haha, funny joke," and move on. Like, I don't know. So yeah. the the one document that I always that I found really interesting was Epstein also had a black book. Yes, uh, and that had people's phone numbers and never really said what, you know, like this guy wants to fuck a boy or this, you know, this whatever, but just to see who he had direct connection to was kind of fascinating because it's much like the flight logs. You're just saying like, Oh yeah, he just wanted to be surrounded by everyone, but 
everyone probably knew what the fuck he was up to, and they just accepted it. You took the brief yeah, yeah, yeah. on Epstein's plane. You knew what was going on, you know. Like, <laughs> I think at that point, like, there, there's no plausible deniability. When, when at you... the very least, that they were turning a blind eye. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, hey, that girl looks a little young. That not my problem. Um, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, John, go ahead and uh, hit that last link uh, that I sent in. Um, the Supreme Court recently did this really cool thing, uh, which is that uh, fe- federal agents no longer like have uh, any any kind of recourse. Uh, so if they like abuse the shit out of you, uh, you can't sue them back. Um, th- that is, if you well, if you I- manage to survive the encounter in the first place. Go ahead, go ahead, Max. Um. I was gonna say the Supreme Court did this. Is there, is there anything that the? I mean, I guess I don't know enough. Is there anything the president could hypothetically do to counteract this that you know of? Uh, I mean, uh, beyond like the structural things around the the Supreme Court, and this isn't me digging on Joe Biden or anything like that. This is just, yeah, this is what's happening. This is the the vice that we're being put in. Um, you know, th- this is something that, and and to obama's discredit uh you know you you had obama kind of like uh blurring the line between like what federal agents uh, especially border patrol are supposed to do right and trump capitalizes on this and uh you know uses these pre-existing frameworks to say if you're within 100 miles of a border federal agents have legal jurisdiction over you um so that's where you got uh border patrol showing up at the uh, black lives matter protests in portland because they're within 100 miles of the the, the border with the with the ocean um now what's it's happening something absurd in, oh yeah it, it's super fucking absurd because not only is it not really their job to police uh you know uh uh in, in these areas but like um they're they're clearly being used as like a semi gestapo force at this point um black bagging people off the street essentially uh as we saw uh back back in the uh the the 2020 uh, fun time riots um but uh now now the supreme court has has essentially given immunity to these federal agents so that um even if you're not like crossing a border or anything like that uh if if uh, they decide to use a, a border patrol agent to uh break into your house and like uh arrest you or whatever uh if they're unnecessarily rough with you or they like beat the shit out of you for no reason when you're compliant uh you you can't really sue them anymore um so uh maybe something to uh look at and be alarmed about um interested in uh, people's thoughts on this so well, you know, people would be angry about it if Trump was still in office. And I was just looking this up right now. I, I remember back in the day, I got into an argument. M- both of my parents are like staunch liberal Democrats, love Obama, love the Clintons. You can't say anything bad about the Democrats. I remember Obama, not only did he keep the Patriot Act going, but he expanded on it with the, what is right. it called? National Defense Authorization Act, which basically allows for indefinite detention um, in, a, That's right. yeah. in, a, in a case of national emergency or something like that. And I remember even in his signing statement, he said, I would never use something like this. And it's like, dude, for a guy who talks about being a constitutional scholar, 
that's not how we make decisions, right? Yeah. We don't make them based on what individual presidents will do. You're, you're supposed to be thinking ahead to the future. And I remember arguing about this with my parents and saying like, no, this is like really bad. This is like, like maybe the worst thing Obama ever did. And, um, they were like, well, he's never going to do anything with it. I'm like, just imagine like how upset you would be if in a couple of years a Republican used this. And, you know. <laughs> well, and, and that's the, that's the thing. I, the I think like, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think, you know, the, the, the liberal Democratic Party sort of line or belief was that Obama would do his eight years. And then, you know, like Hillary Clinton re- literally ran on it's my turn. And I think the the belief was that, you know, Obama was just going to kind of hand it over to Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton would keep on, you know, maintaining the course of the ship, so to speak. When Obama won, people said that the Republicans would be out of power for a generation. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 that was the expectation was, oh, there's no way this this will ever get fucked up. And it turns out that like Obama does a bunch of like really shitty economic things to people that leaves them, you know, uh, completely. uh, uh, uh disillusioned with the democratic party um also lets a bunch of uh, uh really uh conservative forces kind of uh roll back voting rights in, in a lot of their districts and stuff like that and and you get all these things together where trump is now president and trump has been handed all these these keys that he can just use whenever he wants to and uh he he does exactly what what he can do with them um, you, you know, people talked all the time about how Trump was always just constantly overstepping. And it's like, no, this is everything that Obama set up for him. Uh, he's just using it. And, and he played by the rules. Yeah. Disingenuous in a lot of cases, but yeah. not, not so far beyond the, the rules that were set forth uh, that, that we can really say that he was like breaking rules all the fucking time. Right. When you spent 20, you know. 20 years expanding the the executive branch and its power um pretty much to be pretty giving the 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 executive branch of the government a blank check on everything you know through the war on terror and and afterwards uh what did you expect yeah yeah exactly so uh, one thing that hundred mile uh inclusion zone around the border um the one thing that I that really sickened me by it is that sixty six percent of Americans fall within that border, and yeah. so that means two two thirds of America can you know a border agent could just come rough you up and then fucking flip you the bird and, and drive off. Yeah, I mean, not that well. I they probably do do that, but yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, well, in any, in any case, in any case, it definitely violates. Uh, it violates several boxes on the Bill of Rights, actually. So, yeah, agreed. Um, and and we uh, should vote these justices out. <laughs> Gene Dale filled in the test as a hundred miles of uh, of the ocean or a hundred miles within the ocean border catches most of the liberals. Am I right? Yeah. I mean this this is all the uh, the liberal coastal elites are are now uh, subject to this. Um. Which, Those of us in the heartland, I'm safe from it. Well, we're so happy for you, Joker. 
Joker Brad. That's why I can paint my face like this. Yeah. I can go Walmart like this. No one's going to blink an eye at me. I, I mean, if you went to Walmart like that, I, I think Border Patrol wouldn't stop you. They'd be like, yeah, he's American as shit. He's got red, white, and blue on his face. Hey, maybe maybe this is just the the last stage before the storm, dude. And this is when this is when the plan trusters will be vindicated and they're gonna round up all of those satanic pedophiles. Yes. yes. Trust the plan. That that was another JF, thing. Uh, JFK Jr. will pop out. That, that was another <laughs> thing I meant to bring up about the pedophiles thing is that uh Anyone who who believes that the government has like a lot of pedophiles in it is smeared as a QAnoner, and like Q, QAnon well, obviously QAnon has was, a bunch in my of problems. Opinion, but... And and QAnon, you know, like you were saying earlier, Max, um, is is very subject to this this conspiracy theorist thing where it's like all fan fiction sort of stuff. That's what QAnon essentially is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the one thing that QAnon gets right is that a bunch of pedophiles are running the government. The thing it gets wrong is it says Donald Trump is not one of those pedophiles and he's actually <laughs> going to fight them. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, he's actually there. And then, though, I even one time got Float Universe to agree that it was possible that, like, they just caught Donald Trump first and then were, like, holding him hostage <laughs> uh, and, like, forcing him to, like, run for president and do all this stuff. He's a hologram now. I, I, told, I told him once, yeah, I told him once, I was saying that that is the only way you could get me to believe in QAnon, actually, is if you, you're telling me that they just whoever the like good guys were they caught donald trump first and all they're like forcing him to run for president when he doesn't want to they're forcing him to do all this stuff and it's all adding up <laughs> yeah. to something that was like yeah. the most that's the most gracious i could be to QAnon. but i actually think it was just a psyop whether it was an actual psyop by the the real bad guys or whatever you want to call them or it was really just jim and ron Watkins figuring out a way to boost um traffic to 8chan or maybe even some combination of, of the two i think that QAnon was a, yeah, definitely i, I a, think a there's a lot thing. of uh, why not both in that you know yeah. yeah absolutely but i will i will say this i do think like if you interpret conspiracy theories and like other instances of any type of like mass hysteria if you interpret it the same way you would interpret dreams um i do think that could be a useful way to look at it like my favorite one is always the people who burned the 5g towers who were saying that that's what was causing the covid and here's the thing obviously i don't think that was true i don't think the 5g towers are actually making people sick however I could understand on a certain level being sick of the internet and being sick of Zoom yeah. world and seeing that like you are more and more dependent on your phone and you know everybody is addicted to screens now and it being sort of like it is kind of a sickness. It feels like a sickness, right? In, in a way, the fucking 5G tower is making you sick and you do kind of want to burn it down. And you know, <laughs> we might, I, I might be able to think about that rationally, quote unquote, or whatever, but I could see, I could understand somebody who's fucking stressed out and pissed off and like just over in information overload all the time and being like, I want to burn that fucking tower down because it's making me physically ill and I could get it. And I think that that's, that is how you should think about a lot of these things. Like with the QAnon people, it's like, obviously a lot of the stuff they say is fucking bonkers, but there are fucking elite pedophiles. There is all this fucked up shit going on. You do live in this like, almost like pre-revolutionary France fucking oligarchy where, you know, the, the, the hyper rich get away with everything. And they, it does feel like they're drinking your blood or fucking your kids or this sort of thing. Right. They're putting robots inside me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they already have. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Your phone's already tracking you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's it's it is sort of there. It is kind yeah. of in the ether. They convinced me to carry it around. I mean, something I've been saying for for years is that psychoanalysis isn't 
generally useful for human beings, but it's extremely useful for something like markets, right? Uh, okay. And, and I, I think that ends up kind of extending and applying to things like these larger social narratives, which is why, despite being wrong about most things, Jung was right about some very important things uh, and, uh, and, and why we can kind of have a, a lot of these uh, conspiratorial opinions, which are non-literally true, but true nonetheless, right? That's my favorite um, kind of truth. I mean, it's the most fun <laughs> kind, for sure. Um, also, can I really, really quickly point out a conspiracy, uh, a real one that I've just discovered, which is that as soon as you get onto the phone with your internet company and they ask you, especially if it's Spectrum, apparently, if you get onto the phone with them and they ask you for your information and you plug it in, They'll just reset everything, and then your internet works fine immediately. Interesting. Oh, cool. That's got to be a conspiracy. Got it. it is. All right. Um, John, go ahead and go to the next link, and this is where we hit Brad time. Oh, time thank God. Farmer uh, uh, conspiracy. So uh, one of the conspiracies that kind of caught my ear because it's within my field of study uh, is that food plants are being burnt down intentionally across the U.S. Um, I think so far this year, there's been like 25 major manufacturers that have went burnt to the ground. Last week, there was a, a chicken farm that burnt up and it killed something like 3.6 million chickens in it. Uh, a, a facility that produced 5% of the eggs for the entire United States just went up overnight. Um, and the conspiracy is, is that this is happening as a form of control uh, to be able to cause markets to not be able to have enough food, which would in turn, people would have to turn aid or this, that, the other. Um, it's based in a form of truth. Uh, unintentionally in 2008 and 9 russia had really bad wildfires uh and russia and the ukraine supply about almost 30 percent of the world's wheat uh and areas like north africa uh the middle east those areas are very dependent on that wheat um, because they don't have the ability to grow it themselves so um what ended up happening they had a couple of years of wild wildfires and some bad um uh, crops or bad yields. And then in turn, Arab Spring occurred. It was kind of, it, it was one of the factors was that the price of food had gotten so high in the area, no one was able to afford it anymore. Um, so the idea that food or the scarcity of it uh, could affect, um, I guess, civil uh, ret, civil unrest is um it has some backing to it but uh it's is this just accidents or are these you know is it you know government you know fucking pigeons with explosives tied to them flying in there and blowing up who knows well i think something something important to to consider also is uh you see this in in the oil industry right now where uh, they've been refusing to ramp up their oil production because they're making so much money off of the scarcity of oil. Um, so I think there there is an incentive, even if these are accidents, uh, to let these accidents kind of spiral out of control. 
uh, so that you do have a scarcity in the market. And and that's that's what most of the inflation problem is right now is just uh, companies fired a shit ton of people over the last two years because of COVID and whatever. And uh, they've they've used that that smaller production scale to justify raising their prices, which has turned into, you know, them not having to put nearly as much into into production in, in terms of investment, and they're still reaping these massive profit rewards on on the back end because they're selling the product for way more. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the the fucking cost of a of a, of a double bacon cheeseburger go from uh, with a meal, you know, uh, go from like ten bucks to to now it's like fourteen bucks uh, over the no. just the last year, you know. Oh um, goodness. Go ahead. For, for for the first time in almost a year, I was able to buy lamb today, and it was like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I I have not lamb is one of my favorite things in the world to eat. Um, I used to have it at least once a week. Um, you know, have lamb night, and yeah, about about a year ago, give or take, it just disappeared. I mean, I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, and today it wasn't even you know like an actual nice rack lamb. It was a uh, um. It was ground lamb. I'm still very happy. I was like ecstatic to see like two two um, two pounds of lamb just sitting there at the at the grocery store today. But it, it's funny because it feels you know quote unquote it feels like a third world thing to just you know have have scarcity in America. If you grew up in America, even relatively poor, you know there there was always everything um, you could ever want Never at least on the of. shelf. At least on the shelf. At least yeah. even if you couldn't always afford it, it was at least on the shelf. Um, to not even be able to get it is kind of crazy. I do kind of think. Go on, go on. I, I do think that sort of like our post COVID world to use a stupid term, but in our post COVID world, it could be that so many um, essential workers, you know, the people who actually do the real work in society is what I mean by essential worker. Um, so many of them either got COVID or got long COVID or just quit because who, who wants to work um, for 10 bucks an hour when you're going to um, in a slaughterhouse in a slaughterhouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and You're I absolutely just, right. So many people leave that, you know, the, the system starts to break down. The institutions start to break down. So you start to have more act to have more industrial catastrophes. And all of these people in our quote unquote post-industrial um, economy, all these people who are like working in service jobs and working, you know, whatever bullshit computer jobs and, and, and all this like post-industrial middle management stuff. It's like shocking to them for some reason to see that, oh, this shit doesn't actually work when you don't have people to work it. You know, it's not just an algorithm that you can fix or something like that. I could see that. As far as like the conspiracy angle goes, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't get it. It would seem like the people in power, unless you were trying to convince me that this was somehow like right wingers doing this to undermine Joe Biden, because I don't see how this would help Biden or the people in power to have a food. Well, because well, then it, once food becomes a, a complete scarcity, the only organization that would be able to fund or be able to have the logistics to get it out to everyone would be like the government. And, and that's they're the going to feed a silent green or something. Who knows? Fucking sea kelp, I, mean, I guess. I think there's a conspiracy that makes more sense here, which is just that if your wife develops a brain disorder where she thinks that you're cheating all the time, uh, that's the moment where you want to start cheating on her. <laughs> right. And and, and, and the, what I mean by that is that did my Internet just fuck out again? No, you're, no, no, you're fine. Oh, maybe it did. Oh, 
So uh, a, a few of the other things are going along with this these fires. Um, did it? Well, you're uh, yeah. sort of back now, maybe. I think it did. Um, still... Oh, I'm it... fine. Now I can I still hear, you, hear you. I can. Yeah. I lost you guys there for a second go. there. There we are. We lost him. Now he's back. No, unless it's fucked again. I fucking hate this shit. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna kill everyone. I'm gonna kill my neighbors. And I'm gonna kill I, mean, I can't. I can't take it seriously uh, when it's a cartoon fox saying it to me. Yeah, FBI. that's not Danko saying it. That's cartoon fox Danko, who is a different person and <laughs> is what, which is what I'm assuming he's gonna say in court. Yeah, <laughs> Your Honor, I was cartoon fox Danko at that time. <laughs> um. So some of the other things, like like Max mentioned, one is at the uh, the production level of slaughtering. You cannot right now the backup on like a beef is eighteen months. So if you have a cow today that's ready to be slaughtered, most facilities can't get to it for a year and a half because during COVID there was that big pause or there was a there was a big everyone left. Those facilities, they weren't allowed to or keep them running due to health regulations. Um, and you can't get somebody to go back there and do backbreaking work for $13 an hour well, when they could go do something else. Yeah. So, so on the, on the subject, uh, another thing that Max brought up when he was talking, um, the, the idea that you, you had a bunch of people quit their jobs and these were the people who were more or less kind of running the operation on the ground floor level. Right. Um, there, there, this, this recalls in my mind, uh, something that happened when the John Deere, uh, workers went on strike. Uh, and, and when the John Deere <laughs> yes. workers went on strike, they had a bunch of, uh, they had a bunch of like managerial office workers try to run the operation for a bit. And they had a shit ton of accidents because, these these managers weren't used to running like the day to day actual operations of the the machines and the plant. They weren't forklift certified. They weren't forklift certified, which you know, I am, yeah. but you know, some people aren't. Um, <laughs> that, that's actually a myth, by the way. Uh, for, big conspiracy time. Forklift certification is uh, a subject to uh, to to like. Every two years, you have to retest, and you have to retest on the specific machine that you're working with. So, there's no universal forklift certification. That's a lie. <laughs> Got to blow the lid off of that one. Oh. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, like uh, some some of these fires are probably just people who don't know what they're like. Either new hires who don't have any like, um, you know, like established leadership like on the ground floor that know the ins and outs of how to do the job correctly um fucking things up people, because they, they they just haven't been trained properly yeah and, and there's there's also unmaintained facilities uh -huh. um due to the the loss of work um i, I mean yeah i work in maintenance and right now trying yeah. to get uh, any kind of contractor for fire services or or just any kind of like specialized field that's it, a fucking nightmare yeah so the, the the last part that's going along with this the conspiracy I, well it's not essentially a conspiracy it is happening is the price of fertilizers have in some cases tripled in the last year um that's exactly what i was saying but yeah go on. no yeah the the number one exporter of port or potash 
was uh, the Ukraine. And, and that, now uh, they can't, they you, can't you get a, it out You have now. a link for this, correct, John? Uh, if you could find that. Uh, so there's been an increase? Yeah. Is that what click, we're looking click for? that one, maybe. Uh, yeah. Fertilizer. While we're trying to find this, I would just say, um, so I don't know when I cut off. So sorry, this is bad radio. But uh, the... I would say that if you're already having things like shortages of chicken or whatever, like you were having throughout when the when we all when the, the quarantine and COVID was real, um, which it's you know it's real, but is it is it real? Um, if we if we already have all these crises occurring and we already have all these logistics failures and we already have expectations of different types of commodities uh, increasing extremely in cost, then that's the time when you want to start having things like fires at your factories, uh, especially if they're like yeah. either superficial or you can play them off as being bigger than they are, because that's when you can charge more and more. Well, right? the thing is, then that's the wrong time to have an accident. It's the concept All of, of these operations. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Mike. Well, I was I was gonna say it's the concept of disaster capitalism, right? Where, you know, you, you, the the hurricane obviously has an effect on the local economy of production or whatever, but it also means that you can sell uh, packages of water for a hundred bucks. Um, right. Yeah. So you know you make up for it in that way, uh, and that way you know all your workers aren't working so you don't have to pay them and uh yep. you get to sell your water for a hundred bucks a pop which which is what i um kind of my final point on this which is that i'm starting a company um that, <laughs> that sells uh bottled water at uh music um uh festivals right uh, but the one thing that's different about what we do is that we pay one person uh, some ludicrous amount of money, we haven't decided on the price yet, but I know it's gonna be insane, uh, to simply wander through the uh, festival, accidentally tripping and eating shit uh, with a big old bucket of water. So everyone can see how much water has been wasted and why every Two to three minutes, we increase the price of water by twenty five cents. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So all of these, all these operations, too, from the bottom up throughout the chain, they're all federally insured. So if a farmer ha now has cattle that they have, never mind. I'm know, doing the same thing with a bank now. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Brad. So like, no, if they, you know, in some cases, farmers are calling their. Uh, livestock because it is it is so much more expensive to feed them for the next 18 months than it would be to keep them around um for the slaughter so, so, so they this, can get this recalls uh, another thing that you know very early on in the the benzo rehab dungeon podcast uh experience um there there was this thing that happened in covid when nobody was driving anywhere because uh, the nobody had jobs to go to anymore. Oil prices, motherfucker, and oil went into the negatives, and so it was actually a liability to like have oil stock, and they were they were paying people to store oil for a bit, uh, because they still wanted to produce it because they knew that if, like oil would bounce back up, but 
um you can't do that with livestock because <laughs> livestock is an oil you can't just put livestock in a barrel and like yeah, keep it that way livestock is a, a livestock is alive yeah. uh, as right. um did, did anyone mention the train crash am i tripping uh, i, no, I, I hadn't so there was a this is the one thing where i was like this had to be a fucking conspiracy there was a, a train crash where a bunch of um it wasn't the i don't think it was the fertilizer itself but it was a it's a key ingredient um potash or something in creating this fertilizer and this train derailed and just, de- just destroyed a bunch of it and obviously drove up the price of this fertilizer and i was like that <laughs> that feels too good to be true right that, yeah. feel, that feels like that had to be so it's kind of like what dorian was saying you know it, now that it's the best time to start cheating yeah, for sure. And, and, and you know, th- there's actually been a lot of action with trains on, on that front where, um, you know, uh, uh, a lot of packages were being stolen from trains that were just like sitting in, in the middle of nowhere for like days on end because there was like no shipping infrastructure to like offload uh, these these trains or anything like that. And so shipping yeah. costs like increased exponentially because the insurance costs of shipping were increasing exponentially. <laughs> hey, uh, listener, could one of you remind me to make the meme the potash hot latch? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then again, and then again, it's like maybe it's just a bunch of inexperienced new train people don't guard quit because of COVID or something. Well, and they're just I mean, that, up that's and the thing. Yeah. Is that these are the same problem? In, in so many ways, right? Where, uh, God, I forget who it was. I just heard her do some kind of talk uh, and my brain is broken, so I can't even remember the details on that. But uh, she was talking about how there's no such thing as accidents uh, in like a industrial sense or, or, or otherwise. And, you know, in, in, in the sense that like, like what Zizek ends up saying about objective and subjective violence, where you know, if we all drove at five miles an hour, then there wouldn't be any kind of accidents or anything like that. And, and so the more you try to make one of these economies efficient, the more you're willing to accept types of accidents. And the less efficient this new efficientized economy becomes, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, you don't have the people that are appropriately trained, you no longer have the infrastructure available, you just all of the shit starts to fall apart, then the shit really starts to fall apart, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's part of the acceleration. Well, it's it's and, that, and that's where right. you get a lot of opportunists who maybe didn't like, you know, maybe they didn't set the fire in the factory, uh, but they're going to capitalize on the oh, yeah. the the yeah. after effects right. of the fire in the factory. Dude, um, dude, wait a minute before calling the fire department. Sorry, Brad. What was that? I just said they're going to wait a minute before they call the fire department. Right. Or, or to, to overuse the metaphor that I, I laid out, if, if you want to cheat on your wife, <laughs> <laughs> the right time to cheat on your wife might be when your neighbor's in trouble for doing it twice. I, I don't no, think I yeah, follow. A lot of your analogies <laughs> yeah, you're, you're crazy, have to do yeah, with yeah, infidelity. I get, I get it probably because I'm a fucking scumbag too. But it would be, you know, your wife accuses you of cheating and you're like, no, you're just freaking out because Fred down the street, he's the horn dog. And oh, it's and not you me, gaslight you know. your wife. You're going to have You're going to become more efficient and like have more people die at your factory. If you're going to increase prices because of accidents, you might as well blame someone else's accident. You might as well, you know, kind of build off of that. And that, that's that's part of 
and, and I think that part of like general capitalist uh, uh, credo anyway, in the sense that, you know, the market is supposed to function in, I mean, it's supposed to compete with itself, but in, in a certain way, it's all supposed to function towards a certain lambda, right? Where everything is supposed to kind of move together as one. And so, yeah, in, in fact, if your neighbor ends up having some kind of terrible industrial accident, everyone starts adjusting towards that, even if you start winning out because of it. So in the end, like, yeah, if, if your potash uh, supply explodes a train somewhere, then um, you might want to increase your prices on top of your neighbor's. Or if it's just sitting out in the middle of the Black Sea and it can't move because there's Russian warships there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a couple of more links here. Thing was, all right. With all conspiracy I, to chart for just a little bit more for Amazon. Good. I got to take a. I got to take a real quick break. Yeah, 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 go go ahead. We'll we'll move on without you. We got enough people right. here that we can uh, fill right. the the blank space that's left by your absence. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he just he just walked into Dasha. <laughs> <laughs> So I think one of the things up right now is just like an anecdotal um, uh, explanation of like the price of farming this year compared to even last year. And essentially, it's just across the board, seed and fertilizer have just went up. And, and if you, I mean, if you do look at it, it's labor is was the is the biggest contributing factor without thinking conspiratorially. Um, I mean, that should always be the case, but it's sometimes yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, if I could drive around in DoorDash and make the equivalent to $15 an hour, why am I going to go kill cows all for 12 hours a day? Right. Or, yeah, like, do, you, do any kind of, like, back-breaking. That, that's the yeah. thing that, like, people don't like. Like, I keep seeing all these people complaining about, like, oh, I can't find anybody to work in my restaurant that I pay them. Uh, four dollars an hour below but minimum wage four dollars an hour but they get tips and it's like well yeah because they can like i don't know do any fucking other thing and make more money and it's not right. nearly as shitty to them i mean yeah. the, the reason that we can so often end up defining is is like paxton does uh, fascism as popular revolt against the left uh, is is because what ends up occurring, which ends up causing fascist movements, is some kind of crisis in capital, which then ends up highlighting in a hysterically obvious way that labor theory is correct, uh, and then people get pissed about people putting out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like that's really uh, uh, fundamentally what it is. So that's you know that's why you can DoorDash and make. You know, still like shit wages, but like the same shit wages you'd make, like popping holes in, in cows' heads, uh, or, uh, or even so digging yeah. trenches. You know, like, right? Would you rather dig trenches or like drive around chilling to music all day and delivering some food to people? Exactly. Right. Which, is, which is really funny because I don't feel bad uh, buying like a steak necessarily. I mean, I guess I feel kind of bad about it. Kind of sympathetic to really sympathetic with 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 vegans and vegetarians to some degree, but but I don't feel bad buying something at the grocery store, generally speaking. Yeah, but I do feel bad uh, getting food delivered to me. I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, you you kind of 
I'm trained to think I'm a lazy piece of shit for doing that. And that's what I'm actually right. upset about. Never been any injustices. But then I think that is about injustice. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Brad, what were you saying? No, no, uh, no. It was just you've delegated that to someone else. It, it's yeah. it's kind of, uh, I don't have the time for it. That, that, uh, uh, right, right. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. That, that's actually uh, something something I uh, saw today while I was driving. And, and John, if uh, you could actually pop open a tab and look this up. Um, can, can I make one final point about food? Yes, please, please go ahead. Is that right now, if you look at futures, uh, wheat futures are at their highest ever um, because within the next three months, roughly, um, all of the wheat that's normally exported by Russia and Ukraine uh, will be... And so wheat is going to become very scarce, especially in the eastern hemisphere of the world. And, and you know um, something is going bad in a market when uh, the futures market starts really expanding on it. Um, yeah. This this is something that's recently started happening with water, which is maybe a subject we can get into yeah. uh, later. Um, but yeah, uh, like water futures is, is a really bad thing to, to see because that means there's going to be scarcity of water in the near future. People and, are speculating that there yeah. will be less water. And so when when the the futures market of something like wheat also expands greatly, that means the people in the know are predicting that there's going to be a massive shortage of wheat, and that the, the prices are going to spike, and that they're essentially just going to well, make a shit ton of money off of buying into this early. Yeah, I mean, when when your when futures on your wife start increasing, you know that it's, it's time to cheat on her. Because Dorian, that, is there something you need to say Dorian, about your wife? Yeah. <laughs> Just get it out for a minute. It's safe. Uh, so, so, John, uh, if you could look up L-N-D-R-Y. Laundry? Uh, yeah, so I saw this when I was driving around today. Go ahead and press enter. Uh, this this should come up. Yes. Ah, uh, thank God. Um. So, uh, uh, this is a, a a service that basically we were talking sure. about delegating things out, like uh, getting food delivered to you or or whatnot. Um, th- this is uh, this is laundry being delegated out to somebody else. I mean and- that that's not unreasonable. I don't think. I think that's actually a good service to exist. Well, no, no, no. no. I, I think the reason that this service exists is because people are so dog ass tired and exhausted and they don't actually have like adequate laundry services at whatever location so, yeah. they're living at. Yeah. I, I could see this being like a, a actually good service for people who live in apartments and you know it's controlled access to a laundry facility. The disabled, the elderly, this would be yeah. the ability to have someone else do that. But for me, I can go push a button on my washer. Right. Just throw everything in together. What I think it, it's one of those things where, like, if I so it actually makes more sense to me than grocery shopping because both of these things help you know people who might be disabled or differently abled or anything, uh, yada yada yada. But the thing is that grocery shopping, I really only need to dedicate an hour to it, maybe an hour and a half if I decide to walk, right? And I don't live in a food desert, so that you know, this is something else could apply there, but. For, for something like laundry, if I didn't have laundry down in the basement here, if I had to actually walk, you know, uh, say I'm, I'm not in the most ideal situation, I have to walk like half a mile or something or whatever yeah. to do my laundry, hop on a bus even to do my laundry, which is unlikely but possible, 
then even then, once you end up getting to the place that you need to go, you're probably going to spend two and a half to three hours like sitting watching something. Um, and that's something that you likely don't have if you have kids, if you work a job. <laughs> No, you no, know, and, like, and that, that, that's basically that's what I'm alluding to is that, is that this is filling in a gap that, that essentially speaks to a lack of access to a lot of people and uh, in, in what's really just like one of the most basic fundamental needs people have, which is clean your fucking clothes. Um, yeah. Make me. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> Um, well, you're outside the hundred mile zone, so you don't have to clean your clothes. I'm I'm in the fucking uh, badlands out here. I don't have pants on. They can't tell me what to do. No. <laughs> Call the cops. One of these things, which is that if everyone made an amount of money that made sense for the the value of their labor, right, which would be significantly more than anyone makes in the middle or lower middle class or lower, right? Uh, just significantly more money than you currently make. Uh, so let's, let's on the most conservative level, say you make $20 an hour, which is an insanely low amount given you know, those parameters. Um, if, if the price for someone running off and doing your laundry then became like 50 bucks, it would still probably be worth it potentially, right? Like Absolutely. if you end up making significant that much more instead of, you know, like nine bucks, right? Yeah. So something else to consider for, for people because they always seem to forget uh, how numbers work when they're thinking about services uh, and things like that. I don't know. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, looks like we got a couple of more links that Brad sent in. Uh, a lot of them are we've already kind of hit on. It's just that expect food to be yep. anything that's scarce now will continue to be scarce. And especially meat products are going to end yep. up becoming prices are going to have another big jump once the wheat um, kind of goes out. And we don't know the size of yields of like soybeans yet. So. Right. People, some, some people do forget that uh, even even like grass-fed beef would increase substantially in price in terms of something. Well, I mean, it's already, demand. like um, in, it, when things like wheat prices go up because it's generally finished with that anyway. But, but yeah, most meat is fed with some kind of grain, be it corn, wheat, yada, yada, yada. Uh, soybeans is that the biggest. Of, yeah, soybeans as well, right. Or the so largest, it, it, I should say. When these prices go up, the price for meat is going to go up as well. Uh, yeah. So is this going to solve the obesity crisis in America? Well, Got it. It's, it's going to... Uh, less people are going to have uh, male, male breasts because we won't be eating as much soy through our beef. Mm-hmm. You know what it nice. may cause, though, is that... Uh, it will cause a famine of nutrition rather than a caloric famine because yep. people will transfer to things like oh, corn. So if you look at the typical American diet, it's fucking all corn. And um, yeah. they'll just start eating more corn, corn burgers on their <laughs> cornbread. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that's, that's a really, really good point. You know, there was a, uh, there was an article that came out in God, I don't know, like 
2009 or something talking about how the most like the most cost effective food that you could buy uh, on earth was like a quarter pound or something like that yeah. uh, and it I was it was a mcdouble probably yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about yeah right yeah. Uh, and, and the reason for that is largely just because of its caloric value. Uh, right. And the, the fact is that like none of, none of our current problems, and it, actually this is a great, really great metaphor for our media diets and, and just generally our experience of the world in general, which is that you're, you're very rarely threatened by the issue of starving to death in your room entirely unable to eat. Um, but you absolutely are in danger eating yourself into uh, an obese death via poverty. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the funny thing. Like, I, I remember when I was back in college, uh, the just thinking about, like, the amount of ramen that you had eating, right, when, when you yeah. had absolutely no money to spend it's just ramen and eggs and so you're just injecting a bunch of uh, cholesterol and you know these sugars and, and sodium and so yeah you become a fat piece of shit even though you're eating less calories mm. otherwise when i was my when i was my poorest i was living off of refried beans i do remember that mm. delicious though yeah. So uh, my last thing would be, hey, uh, the most like there's an idea of what would be the cheapest and most well-balanced food stuff that someone could live on and receive nutrition, uh, corn, rice, uh, black beans and an egg that if you could mix that together, and there you go. Uh, that's considered the most nutritious, cost-effective food mixture. Um, they call yeah. that huevos rancheros, where I come from. Hey. <laughs> huevos ramporos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huevos ramporos. Yeah. I like good. that. Um, well, I, ironically enough, uh, this 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 may turn out to be one of our shortest episodes in a long time. If if uh, oh, we what don't else have. We don't have a whole lot more to say on this. I just got, I just went and got more booze, so I feel like. Well, we we do a post uh, post show uh, hangout after. after uh, Why don't we, we just close. include the post show hangout as part yeah. of the no, show? No, so. no, no, God, because no, that's how I'm taking clothes off. Then <laughs> we don't want to do that at all. I I, um, I got nothing but shorts on, so. Oh, the Vir- oh, Kennedy wow. Rock Virginity Rock. This is the second surprise after uh, after the Joker face paint. It's <laughs> amazing. Wow. This this is just unintentional. Yeah, you just wear that all the time. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Dorian just sent me a text message because he dropped out. Um, no, somebody else. Um. <clears throat> Oh, I have to admit him. That's weird. First time Looks I had like to do that. like he got admitted. A, yeah. Got to admit Dorian exists. To the uh, pray the gay away, doctor. So, uh, Dorian, uh, <laughs> it, it looks like we might be closing things down here. Um, All right. Good night. Fuck you. I don't care. Well, this well, there's more stuff to talk about. Yeah. Conspiracy Let's talk about, like, Look, real conspiracy theories. I That's got, what I'm oh, saying. Okay. If, Actually, if, if there was... <laughs> here's what I would say. Here, here's something I would say about conspiracy theories. Generally, the ones that are true, you know they're true because the people who talk about them immediately die. 
uh, like the like the Panama Papers. That's uh, yeah, a great that's example. Exactly, exactly what came to mind. The guy, I think the guy who talks about it, he blows the whistle, he gets blown the fuck up, and you never hear about it again. That's how you know that's a one hundred percent real conspiracy that somebody discovered. Water powered yeah. cars. <laughs> they, I mean, that there, one there actually. There are two that types been on of the... conspiracy in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. There's there's the type where you get murdered for bringing it up. Which is why, again, none of us brought up hydrogen-powered cars here. Well, shut up. Now yeah, those aren't real. Die. Those aren't real. That was a joke. Minecraft cars, <laughs> whatever. Bring uh, it. And then, and then there are the types that are identifying something that is so asinine that no one could give less of a fuck for you bringing it up. Like we invaded Iraq for a circular like uh, payment scheme. Uh, you know, it was essentially Herbalife, uh, but for but for a, a company called Halliburton. Like, oh, I think bullshit. you're talking about the Stargate. No, I don't believe that you. one. I, I've heard that one. That, yeah, the Stargate at Babylon. Yeah. No. Ah, uh, that. What was that? There's a one about. <laughs> we got some hand rubbing. The, there was one about. During uh, the gentlemen, initial... real quick, uh, please discuss among yourself. I I need to take a little boys break. Uh, but God damn it, this happens every time. Yeah, you I gotta mean, have her go hold it for you. That's fine. It, so yeah, you know, I had yeah. to like I had to take it. Yeah, back. go on. I've boys. done so I many. I held podcasts. it as long as I could. I held it as long as I could. There's some weird like story that came out like during the first days of the invasion into Afghanistan that special forces came up on this fucking giant that lived in a cave, a redhead giant, and he fucking speared one of them with a big log. Nephilim, yeah, yeah, that and that was yeah. So I believe Uh, that. Yeah, sure. They took the Nephilim and. That's how have, you got the COVID vaccine. They have found they have found redheaded mummies in China as well. They weren't giants, but they have found redheaded mummies. I do like I, I really enjoy the idea that I'm descended from some weird nephilim uh, from Central Asia. I'm really into but that I, idea. Does <laughs> does that? I mean, it obviously doesn't necessarily mean that, but but can't that just mean something equally awesome, which is that, uh, like weird viking folks made it to fucking china way yeah. earlier than we expected which yeah, is a absolutely. fucking awesome theory as it is so if you look at afghanistan there's certain populations that they're white i mean they have yeah. light hair light Very skin nice, yeah. and it is believed that they are descendants from a group of alexander the greats like one of his battalions or whatever that ended up they went there they fought their war and then they said fuck it we're staying i and, gotta say yeah. I, I love alexander the great just because his whole his whole military theory was i'm gonna have gay sex with everyone i see <laughs> uh, i'm gonna fuck everyone in the butt and they're all gonna fuck me yeah right? that's one way to win yeah <laughs> Kill them with kindness and STDs and dick. I think Dorian locked up again. Yeah, uh, it's really and it's scary because it looks like he's just staring at. Him. <laughs> yeah, right. Just kind of like smirking, fucking. He's, you're just thinking, waiting for him to cut you down. Thinking about conquering everybody's beehole and pee. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take a picture of this perfect, like scary Dorian. Yeah, it's uh, Alex- <laughs> Alexander the Great, Dorian. John, what's your uh, favorite conspiracy? Uh, man, 
honestly, I used to really get off on uh, on people who thought that the world was flat. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's pretty dumb, but it was more just like uh, you know, like I'm not that dumb, you know. So it made me feel really good about myself because you know I I understand that the world is round. I don't feel shit about that anymore. Yeah. I just, they might as well be right in my mind. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what does it change? <laughs> Wait, what? Flat but, Earth? But I, I did, I did want to ask, um, actually, I wanted to, wanted to do this at the beginning, but we started shit posting about a movie instead because I'm garbage. And also Mike. Mike is garbage. Mike is mostly Fair garbage. Enough, yeah. It's not my fault at all. Nothing's ever my fault. Uh, but, uh, but I wanted to ask, what is a conspiracy theory that you discreetly and genuinely believe to be true? CIA, CIA killed JFK. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that is a good one. I mean, I mean, is that a conspiracy theory? We'll, we, like, let's loop around and discuss I, I, these I believed it for way longer them. than people <laughs> <laughs> have had proof. <laughs> but go ahead. Yes, um, others. My, my favorite conspiracy theory is that the Star Wars program worked. Oh, actually, if you could explain that, could, that's I, something we're less aware of. I, I, uh, let me add something. In the 80s, we had lasers powerful enough to shoot down missiles from thousands of miles away hmm. because I worked on a program called Airborne Laser, where we took the coil laser that was designed then, put it in an aircraft once we had targeting systems that were precise enough and we were shooting down mock ICBMs. I mean, program if there's anything you want to lie about, it's that you can't defend yourself from nukes, right? Like that's something, if I was leader of a country, I'd absolutely be saying, oh no, I could never. Always gotta be terrified. with that. Yeah. I, so the idea was yeah. that yeah the Star Wars program worked the whatever it was called missile integrated missile defense I can't remember the official they called it Star Wars uh, in back in right. Reagan days but there was an official name for it that was like integrated missile defense or something like that but basically yeah we were gonna make we we're gonna pull a laser in space and shoot down the Soviet nukes and that was gonna end the Cold War because now they couldn't do shit to us and if we wanted to we could wipe them off the map um, but so the the conspiracy is that actually it did work. Um, but it threatened nuclear peace and, you know, we wouldn't want people to know that it worked. It would, it would, um, it would yep. change the post-World War II order too much to, to, to become post-nuke. And, you know, once again, America could fight like a conventional war if it wanted to against, um, some of these other big powers. So I just, I just always thought that that was kind of interesting and kind of a conspiracy theory that just doesn't get talked about enough. Damn. These are two that That's I good... think are totally believable. <laughs> What's up, Brad? What do you got? Um, UFOs are alien aircraft or alien vehicles that have came to visit. I I would swear my life to an incident that occurred in 2013 uh, when I was living out in the desert in California. I um, I where was, where in the desert? Can I ask? Uh, it was in uh, Mojave near Mojave, California. Okay. So yeah, it was just uh, outside of Edwards Air Force Base. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was driving through the middle of the desert, come up on a bunch of parked cars at a very weird spot. There's like farms all throughout there. I was taking a back way to get to the base. Um, I saw cars parked and it was kind of unusual. And then as I was driving, I was looking at what they were all out of their cars looking at, and there was this unbelievably shiny 
cylinder object that was flying silently, I, I would say probably 150 feet in the air. And it was just moving in a straight line. Everyone was out trying to take pictures of it, blah, blah, blah. I watched it go. It went for a little bit further. It did a 90 degree turn. It went a little bit further. And then it took off and fucking disappeared. You know, I, I can actually add on to this a little bit. Um, I grew up in uh, Washington. And uh, Washington famously has a lot of Boeing uh, production stuff going on there. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know very many people who lived in the, the region that I lived in that didn't have some story about like seeing a weird, uh, like, uh, flying vehicle at night or something, you know, something that wasn't like, just like a regular plane that they could recognize something that was just like, that's a really bizarre looking thing that's flying over there. Um, so yeah, the one I, thing I probably some truth to that <laughs> yeah the, the the reason i didn't think it was like all oh, the air force is probably flying something um that's when i was at, i was assigned to one of the most advanced programs that was on the base at that time so it was kind of like if we didn't know about it, it you know it's not us mm. so but the same thing happened like you know you believe in a conspiracy theory blah 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 i went to work and i was telling people about it and they're like hey you're going to risk your security clearance talking like a crazy person and yeah kind of you just you got are, mocked so many years later where <laughs> look at me now john yes what's yes. your conspiracy theory bro my conspiracy thing the, the one yeah. that i one that i believe yeah bro named Jacob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you i'll be right back honestly uh i'm, I'm pretty boring I, I was a pretty skeptical uh kid and uh and young man i think like honestly like the biggest lie that i believed was like that like i don't know our government fucking had our best interests at heart i think i believe for a little while come on man yeah. we're all that, we're all your, people that your grew up conspiracy. Yeah. no I, I i didn't i didn't believe in conspiracies uh uh i mean honestly until like until like recently well and here's that well then what are they come on yeah yeah, yeah. give us yeah. a recent come one. on come on tell us something crazy because i well Oh, well, I mean, like, like, honestly, like all the things that, that we've been talking about, like, I, I, I generally do believe that maybe not satanic pedophiles, but pedophiles rule the world, probably. There you go. I mean, that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, like, technically, I, I think the official definition of conspiracy is a, a, a criminal act with like one or more person people. premeditated by one or more person so <laughs> okay, it's like yeah. by yeah. that definition you know most criminal acts are conspiracies yeah, yeah. We go. Uh, got him i've got i've got two but one of them's kind of kind of more of a well, one of them's cheating, but I'm actually not sure which one of them. I think they're oh, cool. Well, this sounds fun. This sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the first one would be something that people that follow my page probably already know. So it's not. It's almost not worth bringing up. Which is that I think AI uh, does exist, but it's existed since like before the printing press. Because uh, I. Yeah. <laughs> 
we could do a podcast on that. Uh, that's a, yeah, but, that sounds uh, very. There's a whole fucking thing that I think of air. I, I, I think I think but it's I see confusing because it's not before though, the printing uh... press, but it's also present. It's present before the printing press, but temporally this, it's dislocated from. It's a whole thing. I, would I this would be say, like? Would this be like an alien AI? That's uh, no, no, no. I would no, say I, it's I, like I, a panentheistic Spinozist AI where it's present in all things. I think. I think oh, maybe... is, this a, is this the aliens loaded the universe in DMT? Because this is one of my favorites. <laughs> no, yeah. but no. why not? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I can. I think I can uh, maybe extrapolate a little bit on this, but. Uh, I think I think AI kind of like uh, uh, exists with the capitalist market, like the emergence of the capitalist market, because um, you you have like feedback loops that are now uh, integrated into uh, you know just just everyday production and purchasing, right? So um, yeah, you 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 realize I- that hey, when when I make uh, I don't know a chair that is darker walnut color it sells more and so mm-hmm. you're kind of like algorithmically deciding to make more darker colored chairs uh with this walnut base to them and and yeah, so like yeah. it's the market driving your decisions based on that yeah? so yes yes i think I, th- I think that's that's like that's very much uh at least part of what i'm saying so um there's an epistemic machine that was developed um, on accident uh, or by accident, uh, which is exactly what you're talking about, where it's a machine that learns how to learn, right? And that's something that socially engineers itself and and ends up artificially learning and, and develops intelligence through that. But I also think that there's an ontological intelligence that exists previous to that, even independent of consciousness. Uh, and, and so we're talking about things like clay crystals, uh, kind of developing the ways in which to most efficiently align themselves in order to develop into more and more complex kind of arrays, uh, things like MRNA developing, DNA developing, that all of these things are part of a machinery that we could, we could acknowledge as being intelligent, uh, in some way, so long as we're able to get past this idea that uh, intelligence is necessarily conscious. Which okay, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you saying, are you See, saying... it's a good conspiracy because yeah, no, someone's no, 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 saying, no, no, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, hold, hold, I'm, hold, like, hold, yeah, hold, I'm hold, like, I'm like, I'm getting extremely erect right now. So are you saying that, um, okay, because the, the, surface, the surface take here would be that you're just saying that natural selection or at least evolution is sort of like an AI. But what I think you're really saying is there's some metaphysical intelligence that precedes this. There are a few ways of making sense of this, right? Uh, There's the Spinozist way of making sense of it, which is simply that all of these things are innate within something larger. Um, there's the retrocausal kind of statement like Nick Land would end up making, which is that all of this stuff is occurring as it arrives from the future, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is, is occurring because it's already occurred. Um, and then there would be something kind of in between. Um, I'm kind of sitting there in between, right? Where I think that... You could probably, I mean, it's it, again, like if, if you ask me about my, uh, my stance on God, 
Uh, I would say that I'm what's called an agnostic, which is an obnoxious term, but I think useful in, 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 in this sense, which is simply that it's it's a nonsense terminology for an argument that we can't actually have right like the the term god is is kind of too difficult to parse or capture and okay. to, to, to make sense of right uh, versus agnostic which is like i accept the question i just don't know, don't know the answer okay. uh, but i i would say that if 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 we're to determine that we can have a discussion about God in the sense that God is just something that's infinitely powerful, then I think that maybe we can have some kind of determination that um, there probably is a God, right? Okay. In the sense that there's some kind of wider panentheistic expanse of things cooperating together, which end up having some kind of effect. I was going to say, once you're like, oh, there's this uh, cosmic AI that precedes, you know, the evolution of uh, rock patterns and, you know, uh, RNA and DNA, I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like the Logos, to be honest. I mean, I I think I think things happen because things happen and things happening feels like God to me. So if we have to call it God, then we can call it God. Uh, but otherwise, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's really fun so to talk this about. So is, this is a, this is a, I mean, I don't know if you know you can call this a conspiracy theory, but um, well, I guess it kind of is. But this was like the most bonkers thread I ever read on Urowid. And, I, and I, I wish, I hope I could, yeah. I hope I could find one, it. Or was it DMT? I hope I could find it again. I should probably try to look it up. But basically, it was when I was much younger and like, whatever, I've been a psychonaut to use another fucking jack off term um, since nice. I was, you know, a teenager and I, Irwin used to be the place I would go to all the time to, to read stuff. And when I was very young, I found a, a thread that was basically like um, DMT is um, a, a, an alien universe that was just loaded into ours matrix style. Right. And so basically what the thread argued more or less was that um, our universe was created by some aliens or um, abandoned by some aliens, d- depending on how you want to interpret it. And that the reason why DMT is such a simple molecule and why it's so ubiquitous in nature is because these alien beings, when they left our universe, for whatever reason, they wanted to make a really easy portal for other living conscious beings to find them and to be able to see, you know, either their universe that was destroyed or it's an actual portal to their universe that still exists. Right. Um, however you want to interpret it. And so that's why DMT is so simple and that's why it's so ubiquitous and that's why it interfaces with us. So profound way. Every time I go through one of these portals, they want me to register my car and start paying taxes. So (laughs) uh, it's really fucking weird. In in terms of like the, the simplicity of the, the molecule and uh, and you know, how ubiquitous it is and and all these qualities, I think that that makes sense with maybe a consolidation of the theory that I, I kind of posited, which is that, um, That's where I thought you were going. It, yeah, yeah. What, that that material contains information, if not intelligence or experience, right? Okay, well, that... and so information. If 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 information contains inf- if material if material contains information, and it has, and information is itself some kind of. Uh, universe, as it were, I, I don't know necessarily the right way the, program, the right term yeah. to use there. Program, universe, something um, that nice. it would make sense for uh, a triangle to exist, right? Which is like the the smallest component of a thing which produces another thing. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so something like DMT presenting itself out of a smaller chemical universe being the smallest uh, composite uh, of of experience would make sense to me. But like that's getting to a point where it's too insane even for my idea. But I like it a lot. So I'm, I'm, I decided I'm going to believe it. Yeah, this um, is a fucking tight conspiracy theory. Yes, I'm Ooh. enjoying this. What, I what have one more the, that's way yeah, lamer. What the other but, one yeah, is, is what I was going to bring up. Oh, okay. The the other one is simply that most conspiracy theories are dumbass ideas that someone in power developed in order to pass down to people to believe in. Yeah, I'm, that's yeah. one. That that I think it's all um, up. The movie, like I said, that's the jerk off one. That's the lame one. Where's the other the one? movie? Cool. The movie that I rec- I've been recommending to everyone is Mirage Men. I think it's a very that is a very good. What's it's it about? A, it, it's a documentary. So basically, I'll give you the gist of it. Basically, this dude, kind of like aging boomer dude, got obsessed with aliens. Um, you know, it's that or World War II for these guys. So he gets obsessed with aliens and he starts filming. Um, I can't remember which military base. I don't know if it was Area 51 or some. It was some desert military base. So it's filming it. And uh, the thing is, the government was doing actual experimental aircraft stuff. And so... But instead of just going to this guy and saying, hey, you are filming classified shit, do it again, we'll throw you in jail, right? Like, or we'll we'll press charges if you keep doing this, you're not allowed to do this. They decide to gaslight the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, and I know do. everyone abuses <laughs> gaslight, but they really were gaslighting this dude. Your wife's beaming on you, then... Yeah, they were beaming weird TV signals into his fucking house. They were going to his house at night and changing his computer. (laughs) They had a guy come to him and be like, okay, you're right. UFOs are real. Come on to the base. I'll show you where the aliens land. And just like absolutely just like fucking with this guy. Um, And then it starts getting into, you know, his handler... And his handler being like, yeah, it's basically my job to tell this guy aliens are real because at that time, it was like late 1980s, early 90s, whatever. They were worried that the Soviet Union was infiltrating like UFO culture stuff to try to glean actual U.S. experimental like military Mm -hmm. technology and, you know, to get get, get intel from these people, indirect intel from these people who believed in aliens, but were actually seeing, um, you know, stealth bombers or something like that. And but then the handler guy starts to talk about... But then as I got further into it, I found out there were real aliens. And it's like, okay, well, are you fucking with me? You know, is this another like level of fucking with me? And it's just a fucking amazing documentary. And it, it sums really up good. it sums up how circular and crazy Mirage Men. Mirage Men, yeah. And and how how weird this shit can get. The and birth how of gang stalking. The, the government exactly, dude. Oh my god. Exactly. Exactly, bro. So exactly. Like, exactly. Where it's like the government, yeah, the, the conspiracy is creating conspiracies and gaslighting people to think that yeah. there is this elaborate conspiracy and whether or not there's an actual conspiracy behind it. And your inability basically you basically create a kind of hyper reality for these for this guy um where he can't tell what's real and not real anymore and that's sort of the point right and that's the conspiracy and so it's like ah, right so it's just a great example of that so we'll be when right i back. was in high school this oh uh, when i was in high school Brad, Brad there was pants and he has to clean it up now it happens it that's happens every time we talk. it's called getting the last laugh you know? <laughs> that's our new conspiracy but when i was in high school i had a bunch of friends who <laughs> 
because we were awful human beings. Yeah, well, uh, as you are we, in high school. As high schoolers, right? Uh, there was there was a mentally unwell. Uh, I think it was a teacher uh, around, which is a bad sign. Uh, but uh, he <laughs> he was really like kind of falling apart. And so what people would do oh. is they would leave like notes and shit on his uh, no, on his porch <laughs> in order to fuck with him. And the apex of this whole experiment was that he walked out of his house one day, and I'll change his name for this, but mm. but he he walked out of his house and there was a tree, and he pulls out a chainsaw and he starts assaulting this tree with a chainsaw, screaming oh. out, Mr. Johansson, Mr. Johansson, <laughs> his own name, screaming this out. And it's just like if kids can do that to someone that's not entirely well, what can the government do? Right? Government can do anything they fucking do. <laughs> oh, I, I actually, I um, thought, okay. Oh, I, I thought it was going to yeah, be that he, he committed suicide or like sawed off his genitals or something. So it actually wasn't quite as <laughs> bad as I a, thought. This is a real story. So it's boring. <laughs> oh, yeah, <right. laughs> I, I, I forgot uh, my, my favorite conspiracy theory, actually. Um, I said oh. the CIA killed JFK. We all know that, I think, at this point. But... His favorite conspiracy is his dick is of average size. <laughs> <laughs> Three inches is, is what most guys are, right? My favorite conspiracy of all time is that Bigfoot is actually blurry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why... kind of what I was getting off of rats, frankly, is that it's like... It's it's unbelievably shiny. That's the thing that stood out yep. to me. Is 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 when you said that I was like, oh, what if just like these these uh, these ships just bend light in a funny way? Well, that, so that's actually that's get, like a static kind of image what of my, them. My Bigfoot theory is is that uh, yeah. Bigfoot's fur has this iridescent sheen to it. <laughs> And cameras. It's got really... that. It's got that midnight paint that you get in yeah, Tijuana, yeah, where that, it's like purple like from a, one like angle and green from another. Some points, but but his <laughs> uh, refracts light in such a way that you can't actually take a picture of him. Hell yeah! And, and so uh, I, I'm, that makes perfect well, sense. Kind of, it could be an evolutionary trait of something. Well, Philip yeah. K. Dick would always talk about or developed trait. Yeah, Philip K. Dick would talk about zebra a lot, where he would say like, you know, the zebra evolve specifically to not be seen by lions right and he was saying well how do you know there aren't all kinds of things that evolved yes uh, what, what if there could be some kind of being that evolved specifically to not be seen by humans and yeah. that's why we don't see it right and so that's kind of that that, that re relates very closely to what, what michael's saying about what a bigfoot could be it could be some kind of weird uh right <laughs> a cloaking being or something that's that's actually my favorite thing about lovecraft is that he takes he arrives at the same conclusion but from a different direction right which is the color out of space i did my graduate work on it so like everyone gets to hear way too much i read it oh you did that's sweet yeah, yeah i read that shit um but uh but the the idea that i love there is that there's something which is I, it's implied. He doesn't. He doesn't say it. But the thing that I get off of it, especially with the rest of his work, is that there's something which exists which has never had a reason to be seen or interact with a world right. like ours, right. and thereby it interacts in a way that's catastrophic. 
right? And 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 so the idea that there are things in the world that simply are so beyond us that there's no reason for the them to be known or affect or or, or interact with us. Um, I think that's totally that's totally conceivable. Well, they, that's a they great actually, conception. They actually theory. made a movie about this, which was uh, uh, <clears throat> coming to America. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty good good. the old fish out of water comedy you know (laughs) if you're a kid just pretend he said Black Panther (laughs) I guess (laughs) T'Challa doesn't know how to act in America but like coming to America is way better so to, yeah. to go on Dorian's point, there's a 70s novel called uh, Roadside Picnic. It's a Russian. Yes. Yeah. Yes! And, it, and it deals with just that exactly. It's like creatures of a higher dimension that we can't fully perceive stop off of Earth and almost instantly disappear. But we don't understand how long they stay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's a very famous video game series made off of this stalker. Stalker. It, because so, it's based off of the movie Stalker, oh, and all okay. of these which are is beautiful based, interpolations, yeah. which have nothing to do with one another. Yeah. But they're all wonderful pieces of art, which is one of my favorite things in the world. Sorry, I, I do have a book to recommend. You can't see it with my fucking background. Uh, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. Um, it's it's like a documentary. This guy was a naval intelligence officer who pretty much got gang stalked out of being in the military he got ridiculed and uh because he was bringing up and trying to collect evidence on ufos um and trying to collect all this evidence from different pilots observations uh and then yeah he got kicked out being called a fraud and now even recently a lot of the things that have came out released from the navy completely back up what he was saying you know, we started this episode with an example of gang stalking in the film Interceptor, where a woman <laughs> is so fucking hot that she becomes gang stalked for reporting herself as being sexy as shit. That's how that movie worked, right? I didn't watch the whole thing. Let's ask P word. Yeah. I don't know. That's what happened, right? <laughs> is that your soundboard, Mike? That, that was yeah. a good. Yeah, that was a good. Oh, that was a, the soundboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, no, no, we no. both I, got I one. I just haven't programmed I've mine to say. Really I was going to say that was an excellent Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a Ben Shapiro drop that I've had for like a week now that I haven't been able to do, and I, I just want to do it real quick. Do it. Yeah, yeah. hit it. It's not going to lick itself. <laughs> it just makes you horny instantly, doesn't it? I haven't it? had a chance to use it. You know, we haven't well, talked about you know. enough. Wait, uh, hold on. I don't want to be mean here, but. Brad, you would do an excellent Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Is it the clown makeup? Just tell me it's no, only because that. It's, it's, it's more insulting than that. It's it's your beautiful voice that I love. Which it's not I hate going to his, lick itself. I love yours. Say it. <laughs> what? What ass p word? Mm. That's pretty close, actually. <laughs> yeah, that go close. go like not half an like octave higher. What ass p word? <laughs> We can yeah, work no. on that. We can I gotta, work. My throat's a little scratchy. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely getting there. Uh, I, I also have a, I also have a, a Dave Rubin drop that I that I haven't been able to play. Well, now you're gonna lose the the, the yeah, chance at surprise. And EJ, you know? like these weird things keep leaking out. 
That's too long. It's funny, but it's too long. <laughs> These weird things keep leaking up. I love how he's doing like a cartoon dog voice all That's time. AI. That guy's just AI. He doesn't actually yeah. exist. It's, it's actually That's gay AI yeah. because he's... I would believe that. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's homosexual and conservative somehow. <laughs> Dorian, have you ever heard of the TV show Travelers? No. Uh, it's it was a Canadian series and got picked up by Netflix. They only did like three seasons. Um, I I like it, but it it actually your premise when you're talking about the super advanced AI going back into the past and kind of feeding itself. Um, that's exactly what the show's based on. That sure. hum, the humans give up control of the planet to AI, and how the AI solves problems is by sending itself or sending people right. into the past right. to change events, set things up, you know, deflect an asteroid or do blah, 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 blah. It's the only reason that Roko's basilisk would yep. exist. Yep. Right. So, and, and that, I, I, I can't remember the, the main guy on it. He, uh, he's Greg from Dharma and Greg, but, um, <laughs> but it's not a terrible sci-fi show. Yeah. Okay. I still need to watch dark too. Like, I, I feel like I need to watch that because it's about time travel and time loops and stuff. And it's like half in German as far as I know, or it's all in German. I don't fucking know. But uh, yeah, I got to watch these shows. But I'm so lazy. I'm so lazy. I won't watch a show, but I'll watch Interceptor because <laughs> Mike, I, because I trust him not to hurt me. By you're the way, dog. If, if, you're, if you're into BDSM, uh, you need to understand that aftercare is an important part of the experience. Mm, I don't do that, and that with you just at all. because something hurts, and and just because something hurts doesn't mean it hurts good. I, uh, like, that's so true. Important things to consider. You need Everyone to be a generous lover, Mike. But holy I, shit, could, Michael! Could, could we revisit the record on me recommending you watch Interceptor? Did I at any point say Interceptor is a great movie that you would enjoy? Or did I just say you have to watch it? Look. This is our own conspiracy Mike, now. Like, yeah. This is, did did I gaslighting like each other? This is like calling movie. up your wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like calling up your wife and saying, hey, this is gonna hurt you. And because she's your wife, she thinks either he's going to divorce me or this he's is some kind of weird kinky thing, right? And because it's neither of them, you just end up ruining her life because you made her watch the movie Interceptor. <laughs> it wasn't kinky at all, and now she needs to leave you, but you didn't start the conversation. I, I didn't her. ever tell you it was going to hurt you either. I just said you had to watch it. This is worse. This is less information. You understand how that's worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I want to make sure that people understand exactly how okay. this relationship works. <laughs> <laughs> because I've recommended you a bunch of good movies lately, I think. Uh, we watched one good Power movie. Power of the Dog, uh, uh, everything. No, I watched Power of the Dog before you introduced it. No, that's... this is you. You're a drunk piece of shit. Wow. And that is not true. That's a conspiracy theory. I watched theory. that movie on my own, and guess what? No, it, it, is was, not. it was <laughs> fine. fine. It was it was worth mentioning and being like, oh, this is a movie that I saw, and I liked it. I don't know. Have, have you seen, Dorian, have you seen Prospect? 
prospect yeah no it's a it's a sci-fi movie on netflix i was i was telling i was telling michael about it um it's it's just like one of the coolest sci-fi movies i've seen in a long time i think it's like a just excellent movie can't can't recommend it um, I, I have seen it yes i know I, I watched it a few yeah. months ago yeah yep it's it is great yeah hell yeah so maybe that'll that'll balance the skills with um <laughs> oh is that uh is that what it, what's his name um pedro pascal yeah i love that guy pascal. did you I guys see the nicholas cage meta movie we did yeah, yeah. it was it was fine yeah, exactly. I I was hoping. Here's the thing. I was when I heard Nicolas Cage meta movie. I was hoping for something along the lines of like JCVD. Um, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. where I was going to get really wild, and it's actually a surprisingly wholesome film. It really is. <laughs> it's kind well, of almost like a family too. film. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that. And I was like, this is not um, what I was expecting. So yeah, well, I did enjoy it. I was. I think. I think a lot of Nicolas Cage fans are hoping for something a little more unhinged, but it was still yeah. good. No, for sure. For sure. Like no one got their face busted open to spray blood. Right. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like, right. There's nothing like we go into like Nicolas Cage's actual life. You know, I was expecting it to go like he not only is playing himself, but I was expecting it to go another level where he like walks yeah. out of the actual movie he's in and is like, what like, the fuck is this? Yeah. What, what about this though? imagining that they're both part of the same film but doing mm-hmm. a double feature of mm-hmm. that film that i've already forgotten the name of uh <laughs> and adaptation uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent and adaptation right because okay i have a question about that oh geez <laughs> no it's a very it's a simple question is that is a it? reference to the Milan Kundra novel, Unbearable Lightness of Being? Of being. I, I mean, I thought maybe it has, be, right? it has to be, but yeah, I thought the title was fucking hilarious, but... Um, yeah, no, it is funny. Kind of yeah. about the same thing. Is that, is that a reference to the novel? Um, I have no idea. Once again, <laughs> depends on how much credit you want to give these people. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that would, be, that would be funny if somehow it ties into adaptation. Um, last thing I'll say about movies uh, yes. for the night is Mike and I tried to watch it and my surprise, my internet kept fucking out. Uh, but we finally watched, uh, what's it called? Everything, everywhere, all the time, all at once. No, everything, everywhere, Hello? all at once. I keep, I keep is saying all, all the time, all at once. And it's just all at once. It's actually, yeah. a, I didn't, it's actually a remarkable. I have no good idea movie. what you said. I it was a, really good. It's an A24 flick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I was I was started writing a review for it um, because I saw that and the Doctor Strange movie um, back yeah. to back, and it was really weird how they had kind of the same plot and some of the same plot points. And I was like, "What is going on here?" You got the Marvel movie, which is now like yeah. the generic go to movie for America. You know, A twenty four, which is sort of like the official art house. Uh, yeah. movie yeah. or whatever you want to call it and it would like both of them had like a time traveling lesbian subplot and both of them <laughs> had like a body snatcher subplot and both of them were about I... like trauma and time travel and I was just like this is really what weird cultural moment are we in where the big comic book movie and the like little art house movie are, are kind of like mirroring no. each other it was really weird well 
So I I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange, but I can guess what it's about based on what I've heard from you yeah. um, thus far. Uh, but I mean, I, I I think it's obvious why a movie like uh, like this A twenty four film everywhere forever now. Uh, <laughs> I love, yeah, yeah. Uh, why why this comes out? And by the way, I love this movie. Uh, I didn't want to even. That was the issue. That was one of the issues is mm-hmm. that I saw trailers for it. I was like, oh, fuck, this seems exhausting. I can't do this. <laughs> uh, and I watched it. And um, frankly, the last 30 minutes of the film, it's a lo- it's a longish movie. It's not 13 inch, yeah. but it's longish. But the last half hour, which is a huge chunk of the movie. I was uh, I was like choking back tears, mm-hmm. like I was yeah. a fucking baby man. Mm-hmm. Very hard, uh, and 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 so extremely eff- like affective and effective movie. Um, and I, I think a lot of what's happening with these like God, why isn't there a multiverse? Is exactly that. Like, right. why isn't there another option? But this idea, not to be uh, too much of a Zizekian kind of psychoanalyst, uh, psychoanalyst, but but in in terms of like the the villain is a lesbian, and the villain is your lesbian daughter, right? At least in in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Is this idea that the future doesn't make sense how it can continue without you? Right. It's your daughter. She's on her own. You can't trust that she'll live on her own. You can't trust that she'll survive. But also, she's not even going to take a dick inside of her to make a baby. You like, can't trust that she'll be a good Chinese girl. Shit. Yeah. What's that? You can't trust that she'll be a good Chinese girl when your whole life was about being a good Chinese girl. Not a good is, Chinese girl, but not even yeah. a future. But what like, did you say, how John? is the future going to exist without you? I said, what, what a piece of shit for not squeezing out a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's this there's this terrifying moment of, hold on, the future can't possibly exist without me. But also, there must be an infinite present that exists with me. Right? Like, the world can never end, though I've acknowledged that I will end because I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife, and thereby... The universe expands horizontally, but never in terms of depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. my that's my thought about this kind of popularity, and also why I hate multiverse theory. I think it's bullshit. I think it's a stupid anthropological or anthropocentric jerk off thing where it's just people saying, "Hey, what if we exist? <laughs> like, what if I'm real and matter?" You uh, fucking. I think that's dude. what that movie kind of um, like detracts from is multiverse like it, it's it's using multiverse theory but it's also like detracting from it in a certain way where all the multiverses kind of more or less end yeah. up the same way or or have a lot of the same characteristics yeah i mean i i think there are two sensible ways to think about multiverse theory if it exists right uh maybe more but like two primary ones number one simply being that Every possibility exists, thereby the chance of yours meaning anything is null, right? Like it just happens. Uh, Or every option exists, in which case um, your existence is null and it just happens. Damn. Horseshoe theory of multiverse unlocked. 
Well, right. I like, like I like the uh, I like the Philip K. Dick uh, theory of the multiverse, which is that we live in the most real universe, um, but we're surrounded by all of these semi-real universes or not fully actualized universes, and every now and then one of these. Um, uh, semi or pseudo universes can crash in, in, into ours we're we are in the best of all possible worlds let us cultivate our gardens we're, we're in the <laughs> realist but instead of you know instead of the library yeah, right right yeah, real the best no, one no, we're yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. the most real and then we're surrounded by all of these yeah. semi-real ones that can can intersect with us from time to time for sure like right. our universe is is uh Wu Tang Clan, and and yeah. their universe is so. We were just all this SoundCloud fucking shit just surrounding our Wu Tang around us, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I believe uh, in the Matrix, but they, but they continue to fuck with us. So. Everybody's a bot. There's no way to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, well. Once again, we get to talk about Matrix 4. Uh, Well, well, well. Finally, we get to talk again about Gremlins 2. I don't don't think we have time for either of those things. What? I mean, we're we're at the two and a half hour mark. Um, Oh, wow. We'll come back. Oh, we really made good time. Time flies. Uh, You said this is going to be a short episode. Hanging out with cute guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Uh, virginity that, that virginity rocks. isn't going to rock for much longer, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we should do this again. With... We, we should yeah, definitely do this again. Yeah. We should do another podcast. Yes. Um, I never want to do one again. In the I meantime, will. though, uh, going round table, uh, Max, would you like to pitch anything uh, before you leave? How can people see your work and uh, experience your stuff? Uh, if you didn't find me to be completely insufferable or if you want to hate watch me or listen to me, whatever, um, I'm schizotopia.pod on Instagram. I'm at Brain Origami on Twitter. Also, Schizotopia, my podcast, uh, you can find it wherever podcasts are found. And the new episode that's coming up, I think, is is going to be an especially good one. So look out for it. Wonderful. And uh, Brad? Uh, all my social media is at mr underscore Danzens. Yeah, uh, I don't produce. I have a bunch of dead podcasts that are still hosted. So feel free to go listen to that old shit. Yeah. Um, also, you're just a sweetie yeah. pie, and you post wholesome content a lot. So all of that's true. Yeah. And yeah. thirst traps of his booty. Yeah. Well. Oh, follow back. You've been <laughs> following me, buddy. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Dorian. Excuse me? Sorry. Danko Steuben <laughs> from the Instagram handle at DankoLoves. How many times Stop dead naming that episode? episode. What yeah. the fuck? I identify <laughs> as Danko Steuben now. Um, actually, I, I do have a really, uh, yeah, like, you, a, you a genuinely big... A big uh, announcement. Uh, yeah. Announcement. Uh, but, um, so, the Trincata Workshop, patreon.com, slash... Trincata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A, um, will now have a Trincata podcast. Oh. Uh, so this Ooh. will be released uh, twice a month for the time being. Uh, and uh, still determining exactly when it's going to be released. We're recording the first episode this upcoming week. Uh, and uh, what I'm going to do is in place of the old lectures that people loved so very much. Actually, people did seem to like them. 
uh, what we're going to have is uh, conversations with a variety of people. So I'll be the host, and then there will be a cycle of different people, different guests. I have a lot of really exciting ones that I want to bring on, and otherwise there are some people that uh, suck that we'll bring on as well. Uh, Can I be I one of those people that sucks? Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping so. In fact, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll be talking a lot about art, philosophy, mostly art. Really, it'll be kind of a more low key, uh, very short uh, version of uh, of kind of the the most obnoxious parts of my conversation here. Uh, but yeah, so next week uh, it'll probably be delayed by a week. So in two weeks, so we'll announce it again in a week. Uh, will be a podcast about As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, wow. That's my the book I'd, I'm reading right now. You can't see it. I'd, love, I'd <laughs> love to tell you the story about the argument I got into with my uh, uh, English lit class about that book. So I would love to hear that now, actually. Uh, but no, we don't but if you want to wait on it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah the, hit, hit me up about it but yeah. uh yeah so, all right, all right. so uh a, a, a good instagram uh friend of ours i'll actually just shout him, shout him out right now stone sapuku uh yeah. will be speaking with me about as i lay dying by william faulkner uh wow. for the the inaugural inaugural episode <laughs> And then we'll have, uh, you know, all sorts of exciting people joining us as well. Uh, you know, but yeah, so again, inauguration happens. I'm going to stage my own uh, coup of that. Uh, we're yeah. going to have a, a July 6th uh, insurrection, I think. <laughs> Um, the two days after yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a we do need to announce but but again please do check out the uh the the patreon because we're still working on our fascism uh seminar and it'll go on for another i think month and a half uh which we've gotten pretty deep into and uh frankly even people walking in who are pretty well educated i feel like have uh have kind of come out with a pretty bizarrely nuanced, irritating view of what fascism is and get to say, well, actually, all the time. Uh, and so if you want the ability to say, well, actually, anytime you want, uh, there's a lot of time remaining for that. Uh, so mm -hmm. if you want to learn that skill, patreon.com slash truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Uh, we also take breaks to just work on general writing advice as well as an erotica workshop. So, yeah, that's my shtick. Very Sonic cool. slowly takes off his shoes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Actually, we are, are the, the one that we have uh, uh, tomorrow morning or this morning now for me is uh, is actually on fan fiction hosted by uh, Laura, uh, our, our kind of co-host for a lot of this stuff. So, I know Laura. London yeah. Laura? Yeah, London Laura. Uh, yeah. Now we dox Laura. Uh, <laughs> That's what they call her. But, or uh, call them but London Laura. Laura's, Laura's fantastic, runs a wonderful erotica workshop that I wouldn't be able to run on my own because, let's face it, do you want to talk to me look about yeah. porn? Exactly. Let's get horny uh, but, together, guys. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. That happens once a month. Uh, it's all, it's a good time. Anyway. Cool. Well, uh, in closing, uh, my regular pitches for the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. 
Uh, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is and always will be a free broadcast. However, if you'd like to support this project, please go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, you can give as much or as little as you'd like to. Um, in addition to uh, this being John's birthday, uh, it, my birthday is Monday. Fuck him. Fuck him. Oh, yeah. what? Well, also fuck him. Uh, yeah. my, my birthday is uh, this upcoming Monday, and I've decided oh my that, God. Uh, that uh, Saturday, tomorrow, uh, I'll, I'll be hanging out on Discord. We'll play some Jackbox games together. Uh, if you don't know what Jackbox is, it's basically just uh, party games for, I don't know, dork-ass losers who, who games. can't... For kids show up together, uh, you know. Nice. Um, so so we'll be playing some Jackbox games on on the Discord. Um, other than that, uh, as always, we love you. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. Love you. And make sure to share some with your friends. 